Hello, everybody. This episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is brought to you by OE Technologies. Think of all the weird things found in cars. I'm not talking your garden variety, petrified French fries, or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. I bet you didn't know their original equipment in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also original equipment on the majority of BMWs and Volkswagens. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series, belts that are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has an OE technology series multi-V belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you got enough surprises working on cars and trucks. A belt should not be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit oetechnologyseries.com. This episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is also brought to you by Auto Tempest. You know what I hate? more than anything in the world, double work. I don't mind doing work. I'm a hard worker. I work all day. What I don't like is having to do the same work twice. Same thing when I'm looking for a car. Whether I'm just browsing about to see what's available or trying to find a specific vehicle, I don't want to look for the same car on 10 different car listing sites. I just want to type it in to one site. That's where Auto Tempest comes in. It searches all the top listing sites at once, and then it compares those results to the results from AutoTrader and a national Craigslist database, not just the database near your crib, national folks. That then Auto Tempest gives you all those results in a clean layout, and you only had to do your job once. That's what it's all about. They've been with us for a while. We love having them. AutoTempest.com. Check it out. On this episode of the podcast, we got our old friend Steve Dynan is back in the studio. Steve is obviously a master with BMWs. Uh, the shop that bears his name has now partnered with APR, although he is no longer involved with them. He has moved on to a new venture and moved out beyond BMWs. He's here uh, playing the hits as well as telling us about his new projects and the cool things he can do with cars from other manufacturers as well as talking about what the best way is to increase your horsepower no matter the build. Steve Dynan's in studio, Smoking Tire Podcast. Here we go. <laughs> if they think you're a douchebag. You want to borrow my sunglasses? They- <laughs> <laughs> Optics, the official. You want to both do it? Do you need the prescriptions? I'll, no, I'll no, solidarity I'm, I'm with I you. I can just go blind. It's like I will fully solidarity with you. If I you like want it. We cool. can wear them inside. I think it's a good look myself, but you know, if I don't, you want I don't to do wanna, it. I don't I'm here across that way. No, Steve, we no. all brought them. We can do the whole podcast like that. This is a show. <laughs> Everyone, sunglasses now. We're all doing it. Contribute to Jack Nicholson and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Steve, Steve Dynan, ladies and gentlemen. This, I'll leave this, this right is now the show. Case. I was going to do an official intro, but we'll just drop in somewhere on sunglasses. The man, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, last time you were at the house, and uh, what do you think? We've really moved up. Huh? It's an upgrade, for sure. <laughs> Mild at best. It looks professional. Oh, it, uh, yeah, actually, 
Hey, it almost does. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, kind of One does. day, a little more professional, and the, yeah. they'll take the quotes off our name on the door. Um, <laughs> what's going on, man? What are you, uh, what are you building these days? What's making, what's making your brain fizzle? Uh, well, I'm doing a bunch of things right now. I, I sold the company. The I, company. I recall, yes. Moved to Indiana for a year, worked for Chip Ganassi, launched the 4GT program with him. Had a go in that. It was terrible. Good. Terrible car. <laughs> really sucked the cool drive. Cool car. What's got, dinging like crazy? Is that you? That's my phone. Seriously? That's Austin, my, that's Austin my wife, Cabot. That's my wife finding out that uh, I'm here right now instead of heading home. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. But that's like the worst Sorry. thing you've ever been texted about. Like, I think you're all right. Austin Cabot of then, uh, Speed Ventures Track Day Company is here as well. Oh, you do have, you liar, you do have the non-prescription. Yeah, these are the reading glasses. Oh. The other ones are distance. So <laughs> now I can't see on the other side of the table. It just means I'm old. <laughs> I'm officially old, you know, so it's... But you know, uh, with your your involvement with Ganassi and the Ford GTs, though, that was the with the racing program or the road cars or both. Yeah, there's a here's some cool shots you'll never see. Where carbon well, fiber Ford wait, GTs. This, is, dude, this doesn't help to show me the bare carbon cars. That's really neat. That's before they had wrap on them. I don't. We have, we have to put them up. To <laughs> hold, think, hold it up oh, in man, front of that guy right there. If you want, if you we're gonna go right to Steve Dynan's phone. We'll hook it up. Bare carbon fiber four GTs. Ooh. Flip through it. We don't want to <laughs> uh -oh. slide too far. What's at either end of these? Have you checked? That? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So nothing. These are what race cars in development. These are the two first race cars that the Ganassi got before they started racing them. Development cool. cars from Ford. Cool. And so, what were you doing over at Ganassi in the, as as pertains to these vehicles uh, and others? Believe it or not, not engineering. Uh, I was working as a corporate liaison to Chevy and Ford for the IndyCar and Ford GT program with Chip Ganassi. I have a lot of experience hmm. with that, too, with BMW. Right. And Chip knew me in that way, as well as the engine supplier, when we did the prototype program, won three championships together. And when I sold the company, he goes, Steve, I need you to come work for me. And I said, Chip, what do you have me do? Because I don't know. We'll figure something out. So we got there, and that's what I did for a while. And I take it it, it didn't take. It just <laughs> wasn't my cup of tea. I like making cars go fast, and uh, yeah. you know, I love those guys. I love the organization. I love what they do. Super guys, but it just wasn't the right job for me. Okay. Fair. Yeah, it happens. You got to build stuff. Yeah, I got to build stuff. Yeah. Know. So what are you building now? So now I came back and started another company. I can't use my name anymore because I sold that with the last company. Yeah, how's that, <laughs> how's that work? <laughs> That's huh? weird. I can sign a check. That's it. I'm not allowed to use other than that. You, like, what about... You, in, <laughs> like in the marketing materials when referencing you, the human, can you use? Yeah, you I can use that. I'm Steve Dynan, but I can't use the name Dynan. Yeah, could you just drop yes. the like the last in off? I and just leave it there. Dyna, and that's a different. Uh, they yeah. sued by Harley. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's weird. So the new company's called Carbon, which okay, Car Autobahn, basically. You know, uh, and uh, I'm not just doing BMWs now. We're doing BMWs, Porsches, Audis, and Mercedes. Cool. And uh, I'm I'm liking the freedom of being able to do different kinds of cars. That's that's fun for me because I've been a BMW guy for 37 years or whatever it was. Uh huh. Um, are you doing like builds one at a time, or are you coming up with packages? Uh, I'm trying to start a chain of retail outlets where you can go and have your car played with and serviced by people that love cars and don't want to go to the dealer. Oh, okay. So An enthusiasts dealership OEM. network. Yeah, but we're not selling cars. We're just doing service and modifications for all those brands. Oh, so wow. we're gonna make like a really cool showroom, like an Apple store, where you can come in and build your car on the touchscreen and. You go in the back, we put it all on, and then we can do service Like on in it. Forza Garage, but then it happens to your real car in the back? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's that, what we're that's doing. That's really going to happen? Well, we're trying. we got two so far. Where, where are the two? Do. They're up in the Silicon Valley, one in San Jose, one in Mountain View. We're trying to open the next two down here, actually. Oh, dude, i got to come say hi. Yeah. I have a place in... Uh 
Where is it? Menlo? Uh, no, Redwood City. I don't even That's remember. That's close. I didn't even remember. You're we, talking we, about we, it like you just bought a vacation home there. Uh, my girl, my fiance works at Facebook. So, okay. Yeah, so we're up there. So I got to anyway, come say so hello. The, so we have a race team as well. So we're racing Audi R8s. We're doing a car conversion on a C63 AMG Coupe. Uh, an M4. I'm sorry, so wait, a conversion? Yeah, like... Turning into a race engine. car? No, 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 street car conversion. So we have a race team. Okay. Uh, but the business is primarily what I would call streetable track cars. Oh, okay. So more, we're not doing mainstream cars like 535s and 335s like I used to when I owned Dyna, which was all BMWs. I just Oop. drove their 550... M550 X-Drive-I. Yeah. M550i M550i extra. Nobody can keep up. Corey Burns uh, hiding on the, hide, Corey's kind of hiding on the side <laughs> in the, the video. Sorry, but Corey of Con Media. We got an interesting roundtable today. Uh, uh, yeah, it was floaty, fast, yeah. fast but floaty. So yeah. so no modification kits for normal cars. Yeah, I mean my dine and dealers. I sell my own product if somebody wants something for those. But uh, can you market yourself as a retailer? I can. Of, yes. of I yourself? can. <laughs> Uh, but the cars I'm making my uh, conversions for is AMGs, M's, S, and RSs for Porsche and I, so only the performance models. Mm-hmm. So the first uh, few cars we're doing are uh, C63 AMG Coupe. Like that one right there? Yeah. Black uh, one? Yeah. That looks good. Engine, turbos, software, suspension, some aero. Uh, cool. And then the M4 CSI, you know, with the one with the wing on it, and same kind of conversion. And then a 911 Turbo S, think uh, GT2 RS all-wheel drive. Wow. So cool. those are our first three conversions. Yeah. Sounds good. And we're going to sell those either in a kit form if you want to get one to your local dealer, or you can send the car to us and we'll do the conversion, which was what we prefer, because then we know it comes out right. And this is this is your sort of preferred package setup? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I'm it's making fun. some of the stuff, and I'm buying some of the stuff. Like, I'm making my own software. I'm making my own engines. I'm making my own suspensions and suspension bushings, but I'm buying, like, Honeywell turbos and... And, and forge line wheels and Brembo brakes. I don't have to make that stuff, you know. So yeah, you don't yeah. need to reinvent no, the those, wheel. Those are literally, great, great products, all yeah. of them. So and we're, we're, isn't the company that you can't mention also buy wheels from Forge Line? Could be. Yeah, I think yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that and BBS. I, I probably yeah. even did that deal before I sold it. <laughs> so funny. I probably set up the Brembo deal too. By the way, what's how do you what's dining backwards? Anyone? Nanad? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is, right? That Nanad. sounds like a yeah. troll or something. It doesn't work. It doesn't, that one no, doesn't I, work. I, no, Carbon is better than Nanad. Yeah. <laughs> so we're also doing functional aero on all these cars. Uh, so like not, under not tray stuff no, or big no, GT wings? No, nothing gaudy, but something functional. Like um, you've seen the factory spoilers that go on all the cars, like the M5s and the AMGs. Yeah, we're adding a couple more tiers to that, so it goes up more like a more like a oh, cool. like what you'd see in the back of a Z07 Corvette. Oh, but out oh, of carbon. Yeah. Neat. So something that actually makes downforce. Yeah, and some splitter and dive planes in the front, and on the on the on the CSI M4, we're doing some wickers and some dive planes on that. And on the Porsche, we're putting the GT2 RS arrow on it. Just right off, factory, all, right, yeah. right off the factory, right off the factory, making an all-wheel drive. Yeah, well, you don't even reinvent that right. wheel either. Yeah. yeah. So a literal all-wheel drive GT2 yeah. RS. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then we're doing, I'll, I'll send them to you, we're doing some um, uh, V-Box videos and data logging up at Thunder Hill on the three-mile track, Fun. and we're comparing them all to each other and baselining them all and comparing them to the GT4 race car, because we're racing two R8 and, and IMSA right now, too. How are they doing? Good. Uh, 30 cars, Daytona first race, we qualified second. Oh, never did. Yeah, I would before. call that good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have an hour to go uh, on a restart. My uh, driver spun out and got collected by somebody. So we DNF. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. What Sec- a bummer. Second ca- race, uh, Sebring, we were third, and then we screwed up the pit stop and wound up fifth. How is so, the. Uh, okay, new teams. 
Done, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not horrible. Uh, no, I usually I usually win a lot, so I'm expecting to win, but I haven't done it yet. Year one. <laughs> year one. Yeah, I'll win this You'll year. You'll win. How's the R8 as a race car? I like the car. I yeah. like the car. Yeah, I mean, you know, like all race cars, it has things you like and, and don't like about it. <laughs> what do you really like about it? Uh, I like the fact it's naturally aspirated. I don't like turbocharged race cars. They're a pain. Heat management? Heat management, weight, turbo lag. They're just not friendly beasts. Uh-huh. And in the old days, turbos were great because you could have more power with a turbo. But now, because of the balanced performance where the sanctioning body makes them all equal, a turbo is really a detriment, not a help. Because yeah, you don't get any more power, you get all the bad things with it, right? So I went out to find the one car, the German car, that wasn't turbocharged. There you go. <laughs> we just had, do you know Nick Saran of VF Engineering, the superchargers for these cars? Uh-huh. He was just in here, and he thinks that, that new, the FSI V10 is the, is the best engine you can buy right now. He was, like, swearing up and down. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, disagreement? A little bit too much stroke, not enough bore for my Okay. Taste. All right. Do you change that? It's, you can't you have the a, cylinder spacing is too close together. I oh. looked at it already, so. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> what would you get? Wait, so too much stroke, not enough bore? Yeah, yeah. So what would you get? That's a common rev- thing on all revier? modern engines, by the way. No, it's less revvy with more stroke. So uh, a real race engine would have a way over bore. Right, no, I say your bore. way would be revvy. Yes, yeah, way revvier. Yes. Right, right, yes, right. Yes, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood you. I said, probably said it wrong. I tend to do yeah. that. Um, but the car is a neat car. I mean, it's uh, the street car is all-wheel drive, and they don't allow you to race all-wheel drive, so they had to take the all- front drive off of it. Uh, and it moved the weight distribution from 57 in the rear to 59 because it took the front differential and transfer case off, which right. is not a good thing. So it's a little bit tail-heavy for a race car. Do you have uh, to add ballast anywhere to the car? Uh, the car is overweight and can't add ballast. Uh. You know, so <laughs> as he said with a sigh, you know, sigh. So. <laughs> that's a, and that's everything's so regulated now. It used to be in the old days, you could they give you a box, you could do anything you want inside the box. Now they spec everything, so it's really hard to make the changes that you want. Which mm-hmm. is as a cartooner, it's frustrating to race in the modern era. <laughs> what are the biggest like competitors to that car? Uh, in that class, we have the McLaren five seventy. Those are fast. Yeah, uh, the Mustang GT three fifty. That's what an interesting class. The Z twenty eight Camaro. Uh, the Porsche Cayman. Uh-huh. The M4 GT4. Mercedes GTR. Oh, the AMG GTR? AMG GTR. It's an awesome-looking oh, awesome car, car. Yeah, It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a really cool class. We have 30 cars in the class, and they're all like that. They're all that's gorgeous. pretty awesome. That's not where the Bentleys are at, are they? No, there's no, a the Bentleys are GT3. Oh, that's right. That's right. There's an Aston Martin, right? A Vantage GT4? VA Vantage yeah, GT4? Yeah, one's in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I tested one of those. It was fun. Not that fast, but fun. All those guys in IMSA fall into GS, so yeah. like everything, everything's in GS. But all, cool. all the actual sports cars are all there. 911s, no, right? Uh, those no, are GT3, yeah, or G, or, or GTD. So there's what it looks like. It's a beauty. Yeah, we had it up on the screen there. Anything that's on the screen oh, comes okay. in. We had it uh, that's on the screen goes into the show. Okay, cool. Um, which is nice. The beauty of video. Yeah, and your Instagram is chock full of it. Which is what is it, Tim? Scroll up. I can't. Remember. It's it's. I want to pronounce uh, Carbon underscore Auto Works. Auto Works with an O. Not the German way. No Auto Works. Yeah. Um, also, Steve, your Instagram is full of a lot of vintage BMW CSLs. What's happening there? Are you doing vintage prep and service as well? No, we do BMW overhaul, overhauls for BMW Motorsports for that car. The one that won oh. uh, Sebring in 75 with Brian Redmill's guys. When the engines weren't, they sent to my engine rebuild center. We rebuild the engines and dyno it for them. Ah, so that would... 
not be a tribute car then. That would no, be. that is the car. <laughs> that's the and then for car, the yeah. Monterey Historics, they we didn't have time to send it back, so they brought the car to the to our facility and we installed the engine for them too before it went to the Monterey Historics. So that's why we have so many pictures of it. And when they, they run a car like that, will they have an original engine on a stand and you'll put a a prepped race engine in it for that? No, I the, rebuild the original engine. Yeah, so that thing, those that's, run that's with like, the original engine. Yeah, huh? like forty years old or whatever. It is. Wow. You can't buy parts either, by the way. So the reason it comes to me is because I'm so good at building race engines that I make pistons and make valves and make timing chains and make belt wow. drives all from scratch. When you're doing, like, <laughs> when you're doing a modern tuner Porsche like that you're doing, and you say you build engines and stuff, are you making all the parts for that too? Well, we go to suppliers like Corello and, uh-huh. and CP and things like that. And spec where available, where available. Uh, but and something like that, there's no parts made, so you send the old piston to them and you make a drawing and you tell them what you want wow. changed and. It's a process. It takes like six months to get parts made for something like that by the time you... What is... I mean, all right. <laughs> it's, it's unobtainium stuff, you know? It's, yeah, what does BMW's the, annual bill with you look like? <laughs> I mean, well, it depends on the year. Right now, it's yeah. pretty low. <laughs> Back when I used to race for him at Chip Ganassi, it was millions. Wow. You can't play YouTube so videos, Did right? any of those... I can't play... I can play videos on from Instagram, but I cannot play YouTube videos. There's a, that M49 is, you know, obviously all individual throttle bodies, and you can oh, watch yeah. it feed fuel Guillotine and throttle. Watch, the, watch the butterfly valves open. Oh, I love when they amazing. put the camera down there and do that. It's cool. so nice. I think the Bugatti EB110 Super Sport has, like, this really wonky cross-plenum right. rod linkage where, like, all 12 of these things are going. It's really, yeah. really wild. Did any of those race motors ever come with, like, cast rods? originally that you've now replaced with no they, you know, had, with they machine? had good steel rods in them and okay. good forged pistons but they were i mean by today's standards antique parts yeah everything's gotten lighter and stronger right. but we're trying to keep it authentic we're not trying to make it make more power but it makes Who's, who is that now Gonna be that you? Oh, dude. I can't yell at you. Can't shame you the can't guy. Shame Sorry, guys. <laughs> so it, it makes uh, vibrates. It makes like 480 horsepower, not just aspirate on really? 3.5 oh, liter shit. six, wow. and it's a 40 year old engine. So I mean, it has to run on some crazy leaded fuel. On race gas? Yeah, uh, you know, like 100, 110 octane oh, yeah. leaded race gas. You know, 480 octane. horsepower. Yeah, match aspirate on three and a half liter six from 1975. God. It's pretty serious. Do you do you <laughs> like? BMW wow, did a good you, job. Where would you even go from that, I guess? I'm not sure That's I'm pronouncing nice. it right, but I think Jakin Near, Nearpatch is the guy, original guy who was in charge of BMW Motorsport who was in charge of that back in the day. I mean, I'm not. don't look at we'll me. Wait, we'll don't look at me. Yeah. That one. I, I don't, it's I'm, a beautiful I'm, car, though. It is a cool car. I bet that sounds amazing. It does sound great. There's some videos on our website of it running at full song on the what is it like? What's the compression on that? 14? Eh, it's like 13, somewhere around there. Cool. I'm always jealous. Sam Smith manages to find a ride in one of those in Monterey every year. He I'm drove always, the 2002 also. That kick-ass tooth. The Jaeger. Was it Jaegermeister yeah, 2002? Yeah, the orange and black one. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So jealous. I love those vintage BMWs. I race a crappy one in Jump Car, <laughs> and it's really fun. Yeah? Yeah, it's got 130 horsepower, and it's great fun. Beautiful steering. <laughs> Um, wait, oh, oh, I wanted to tell you something. So the last time you were at the house, the old show, we talked about this Z8 you built. Yeah. With the, with the, with the Daytona prototype engine in it. Yeah, done more than one of those, actually. Well, we found it. It was for, it was for sale. It sold a couple years ago for like $180,000. Yeah. And there was like, someone sent me a video of it, like from the depths of the internet, like an unlisted video of it, like doing drive-by shots for the for sale ad. It sounded crazy. And that's not even the fastest one. What's the fastest one? Well, everybody bought a wet sump version, you know, and uh, we had one guy full full blown prototype engine with dry sump and a dry sump tank and the whole intake off of it. the guy spent like two hundred k on the car, 
And it's probably it, actually it now on a horsepower natural aspirator. Like a streetcar Z8. A streetcar yeah. Z8. Yeah, he first came on the show. He's like, he started telling us about these Z8s that have Daytona prototype motors in them. That's yeah. crazy, dude. It How is. many do you think there were? I think it did about five or six of them, but only one of them with the full engine and the dry sump and everything. Was is that was that the biggest difference? The dry sump for that one extra car? Were there yeah, other differences? Yeah, I mean, people too? don't understand. People think of engines like compression and valves and and lift on the cam, but it's as a race engine builder, it's a lot more complicated than that. So I give you an example that that engine that that original um, S62 engine came with 394 horsepower. By the time yeah. we got done racing it, we were making 600 quarter. Wow! With the stock displacement, stock throttle bodies, stock valves, stock compression. Right, so we found 235 horsepower without stock, touching any of those things. Stock right. valves, even stock valves. So what? All right, what, what so, else is so, there? So, so, let, me, so, so let, me, let me give your, you know, your fans yeah. here a little bit of an understanding of how it works. Okay, please. So we put too. a we put a dry sump pump on. Maybe I look somebody here in Southern California called Daily Engineering. Great folks. They make all the NASCAR dry sumps too. That makes that use supercharger lobes instead of spur gears on the dry sump. And what that does, it creates a vacuum. So it pulls all the air out of the crankcase. Now when the pistons go down, they don't have to push the air out of the way. And believe it or not, that makes 20 horsepower in reduction of pumping losses. Reduced pressure underneath, underneath the pistons, the pistons on the way down. Right. Genius. Yes. It, because it creates a negative space under the pistons? Yes. That's fucking awesome. Wow. Yes. So all right. The, so, okay, so there's then, 20. All right. Where's the other 100? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to get them all to you, but I'll tell you a few. Okay. So now since we have this vacuum, we don't need as much oil control. Because part of the reason you have an oil scraper in the middle ring and an oil control ring on the bottom and a compression ring on top is to get rid of oil that will blow past from the crankcase pressure. So we take the middle ring out and put two rings in the piston and make the piston shorter and the rod longer. Oh. And the reduction of the friction from the second piston ring or the third piston ring is 10 horsepower and the longer rod's 10 horsepower, so that's another 20. Yeah. Now, okay, then we take a little half moons and drill them in the top of the pistons to tune gas ports to feed pressure behind the ring so we can set how much the ring seals against the bore by how much gas pressure there is behind it, which is 10 more horsepower. And it goes on and on and on and on, yeah. on like that. So it, as, as a modern engine builder, because we have rules now, the compression can be this and the RPM can be this, what we do is we change everything that doesn't have a rule, and that's all efficiency. Now, we also took the cowling converters off and put raised gas in and put big cams in it, but, right. but, and that was probably worth 50 or 60 of the 200 we found. But the rest of it was stuff like that. Wow. So Little they, okay. teeny, I mean... They go, you can't change these 12 things. And right. But you go, all right, well, we got to find a way to yeah. change everything else. Right. So what they do is they regulate everybody, everything everybody thinks of power, which is boost or displacement or compression or cam lift. They regulate all that. And then they leave all the esoteric things unregulated. And they, as a good engineer, your job is to find all those and fix them. That's really funny. Are, the, are, the, are <laughs> any of those really practical to bring to your street cars that you build? Well, that's why this guy wanted the Z8. He goes, I want, I want the whole 625 horsepower motor. I want to do it. I don't want to leave it. Everything's compromised for a street car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and so he didn't want that. You know. So the other thing get, So the is it streetable? Yeah, it drives perfectly fine. It, Would you I mean it if you're cruising like around one? It drives like a street car. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's really drivable. That's so weird. <laughs> Why is it drivable? I don't understand. Well, because because what makes an engine drivable is radical compression and cams, and we didn't change that. Vacuum in the crankcase isn't going to make I'm the engine run any rougher. I guess not. What about right. consumption? Anything like that? Like no oil consumption because it stops oil consumption from the vacuum pulling the oil down. Because that's where the consumption right. would go. Right. So do your rings now last a lot longer? They don't really last longer because we have more pressure behind them with the gas ports. 
and that, it, that increases wear. To does make it the have like some crazy service interval, or can it be driven sort of? I mean, you, they run about a hundred, hundred twenty-five thousand miles. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not two hundred. It's not. Yeah, on the street now. On the race car, we used to run them thirty hours and put a new one in every thirty hours, just because you didn't want to have a failure. Yeah, yeah. So we'd run the twenty-four hours and change one for. In hindsight, I think that is money well spent. All of those people. That seems dumb. But those a, a, a Z8 by itself is two hundred grand now. Yeah, right. one that with a, with your race engine, and it's got to be oh. worth it's almost easy like three fifty. It depends on how you view cars. See, I view cars like if they run better, they're better. But some people view cars; they're not original; they're ruined. Right? If you're a no. purist, you understand. Not what I'm when saying? the guy who I, builds the race motors puts the race motor in. <laughs> Hell no! That's like, better. That's always better. So it's like, like how an, watch guys geek out about like the internals of the watches and the yeah. high expensive watches yeah, because I, of that. It's like the same. It's the automotive equivalent of that. I geek out about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So one of the other things we did was we took every oil passage in the engine, which by the way is made extra large. So when you live in a cold climate, it'll circulate with thick oil, and we put a jet in it and restricted the oil flow. And then we kept making the jet smaller until all the parts downstream from the jet galled from lack of lubrication. We back one size, and we reduced. We were able to reduce forty percent the amount of engine mo- oil moving in the engine. And believe it or not, engine oil has weight, mass. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and if you move less oil around, it absorbs less energy and it makes more power. And That's I can go so on and on, and on so all you, day, right? So no, you found the minimum amount of oil that each each that, each part in the engine needed and set it to that value. Wow, because we're not so racing what, in the snow. True. Right, so not to worry about cold weather in a race engine. Now, on right. the streetcar engine, we had to make the oil passages bigger for the guy. Right. Casey's because he lives in Montana. Yeah, Casey started up in the winter. Right, <laughs> right. And does that affect, like, assuming you did that technique to a streetcar, would that affect your 5,000 mile oil change interval as well, or just no? No. No. So, why is the manufacturer leaving so much on the table? Is it just for the cold climate? Really? Cost. Oh, okay. All that stuff's expensive. Yeah, okay. Got it. And we're talking super strong, lightweight pistons. We also take the piston skirts and diamond grind them instead of barrel grind them. So the piston, piston skirt contact area is lower. So huh. it reduces friction. I, I can do, I can talk for this for days, but I, I've spent crazy. 35 years so at $25,000 a month doing engine research. Yeah. So I learned one or two things about engines over the years. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm, I'm like, I think this stuff is super interesting. I really do. It's crazy. I love the, the little bits you can find. It's like amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. It's, it's dramatic. It, it, you can find as much in things you don't think you can than things that look completely obvious. And are most of those things, as we kind of touched on before, cost prohibitive in streetcars? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, they make cheap cap hits cast pistons and you know i mean they're trying to save money everywhere they can to hit the price point of a car and even honestly even exotic really great cars like we work on are still controlled for cost to make a maximum yeah. profit margin. exotic not, cars aren't you know they're not doing everything they can do no they're not made of exotic parts yeah no some, sometimes a little bit but not not like a race car no that's but, why a 919 porsche costs I don't know how much it costs. They probably wouldn't sell you one, but probably $10 million or yeah, something, you yeah. know, so that's why. Cause it's full I'd love to see you on a show with Jeff Brown, the Core Autosport engineer. Uh-huh. Who's Jeff Brown, Austin? Jeff Brown, so Core Autosport engineer. So they've, you know, they've won, it used to be, he used to run the Level 5 program. So do you, re- have we you used to build Level 5's engines. Yeah. <laughs> Those were our heard? engens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's level, who are, are, who are they? So the level race five, team. Yeah, was one oh. of the race teams. And there's this, this whole thing. There's this show out GP there called Dinner with it? Racers. Yeah. And Scott Tucker wanted to go uh, essentially sport, like D-Sports car. Or was it D-Sport racer? Yeah. Oh, wait. Racing at Road America. And they spent like $6 million on a club racing 
effort. Sounds like Scott Tucker. For, yeah. Scott, wait, level five was Scott Tucker's race team? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Scott yeah. Tucker, payday. I know Scott, Scott Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, that's, all, that's all he had to say was Scott <laughs> so Tucker. So the guy, the engineer Go watch that was the behind Dirty that. Money special on yeah. Netflix. That shit's rough. But the, the engineer <laughs> that was behind all of the race teams that Scott Tucker was participating in is Jeff Brown. Oh, okay. So oh, seeing <laughs> these, like, those two geek out over everything. The cars be, looks nice. I know Jeff really well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he races with Cora Osbert now, which is the same class we're in. That's one of yep. the Mustangs we race against with the Audi. Yep. Oh, they run the 350s? Yeah. Are they using the, are those cars using voodoo engines? The actual Shelby engines? They sound rude. I don't think so. But though. I don't know I don't what. think so. I think they're still the 3.5. The what? The no, th- they're not EcoBoost cars. It's a 5-liter no, Dash Ash for the V8. Oh, it's the a 5-liter Dash Ash for the V8. I thought not a 5-liter. I was talking about no, the GT. It's the motor that comes in the street car. In the GT or the 350? I think it's, isn't it a GT 350, a 5-liter yeah. V8? I'm not no, a Ford guy. No, it's a 5.2. Two. 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 Okay, yeah. I'm not a Ford guy. Yeah. I think it is the flat plane. super high-revving one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The that's, flat that's the one, one they're yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds the business. Yeah, it does. It's quite, quite nice. Car. You should work on those. Is that too down market for you? <laughs> they're very. That's a very special engine. You'd probably love that engine. Or you'd probably hate well, it. I don't know. Well, <laughs> now, now we're looking at... He's in like a weird... It's a it's a different spot now where it's like building... Now you're building streetcar engines at the same level. Like, like you know, like a, you guys have driven a lot of dining cars. So, you know, sometimes it's... People can do mild stuff. A tune, exhaust, intake. Yeah. Now it's building full race engines for people that want to make 1,000 horsepower M5s Got and stuff it. like that. So We're doing that also. <laughs> so. The old runway racer? Yeah, we did, we did an S63, which is the F10 M5 with a... 1,080 horsepower at the rear wheels and 1,000 pound-feet of torque for a guy. He's Drove normal Southern most of the time? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Ran pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but we're making the... We get a lot of engines from people that, you know, probably your fans that turn the boost up too much and break the engine Yeah, because the engine really wasn't up to the boost they were running and then we get it after the fact. It would be a lot more cost-effective if people could build the engine before they blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't really ever foresee it's going to happen. <laughs> What's their typical reported power levels at uh, failure for the F10 yeah. M5? Eight nine hundred horsepower is what most of the guys are making when they fail. I mean, that's pushing that's pretty, pretty hard. That's, that's pretty, pretty hard. Pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's like a near double. Yeah, and it's really the torque that breaks them. Yeah, because that's where the pressure is coming from. Not really the horsepower. That's why the new GT2 RS Porsche has seven hundred horsepower, and only five hundred fifty pound feet of torque. Because Just Porsche was smart enough to control the torque, so they didn't break the drivetrain in the car and the engine. They're they good engineers. Are, they usually are smart like that. Yeah, the aftermarket guys just think more torque is better, even if they can't hook it up and smoke the tires and they break the car. And so actually, the car would go faster if they reduced the torque, and it would actually last longer as well. But, but bro, but it's it's hard to convince <laughs> them of that because it gets good smoky burnouts. You know, yeah. uh, you and know, you can you know brag about smoking about tire, right? Yeah, and you can brag <laughs> to your fucking forum neighbors about whatever. Oh, yeah. his only has nine hundred. Yeah. Blech. People are so dumb. But like, what, like the, the one <laughs> car, unusable, but it has nine hundred. <laughs> Just to say, it does. The one car I've always wondered about is like I know about it because I've seen photos. But the eight fifty Super Coupe that you guys built back in the day. Oh yeah, that was an old one. Yeah. So the was the car. twin turbo twelve? Right? Yeah, yeah. So what, awesome. How much power did that car make? What? Did, uh, if I remember correctly, six hundred horsepower and six hundred and eighty pound feet of torque in the nineties. In nineteen ninety three, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. It's like XJ220 numbers. Oh, my God. is that is, That's not your rear bumper. Yeah, that's it. That's the rear bumper? Yeah. It's aggressive. That's the, that's the old Super Coupe. Yeah. <laughs> that's very... <laughs> that's, a, that's a polite way of putting it. aggressive <laughs> rear bumper. You got any other shots of it? So we took the pop-up headlights out of it and built headlights in those. It's got carbon fiber skirt, front, rear, and trunk, and hood. And we that carbon fiber skirt in 93? Yeah, yeah. We did all that. We made the molds and everything. Wait, that's not it. That's, that's it. it. Just add twin turbo to your search terms, Tim. 
There's only one Super Coupe. Yeah, that I only ever made right one. There, oh, you mean? Oh, it's the top left. That's en- that engine looks crazy. <laughs> nice. That is crazy. So see the headlights built in the wow. nose. There's no pop-up headlights. Oh yeah, and the tubes go down the intercoolers in the front there. Wow, what went where the headlights were? Uh, it's just a big empty space there now. It's got air filter boxes in there. We put bigger air filter so boxes. Just for, just just for the headlights. Headlights. No, we did it because we didn't like the way the pop-up headlights look. We wanted to make the car more stylish. And it's completely accurate. Pop-up headlights are so stupid. So does it just not have headlights at all now? No, they're, no, they're, they're, in they're the right bumper. there. See oh, the low ones. The, yeah. Those are, believe it or not, like those are off a Chevy pickup truck. That's where I got them. Oh, Chevy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they happen to fit. Nice. <laughs> good, good thinking. Is there? A, can you find a picture with the hood closed so I can see the sans, sans lights? There it is. Top right. Uh, down, not not there. Blue, right? Yeah, there. It's black. Black? Is I'm colorblind. Oh, it's not. It's hard to see a picture. It looks cool though. It was back, a neat car back in the day. Hell yeah! You know where that is? Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's up in Mountain View, California. It comes to my shop for service still. Really? Oh, yeah. I want to see it next time it comes in. Can you give me the tip? Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Will he let it. anybody drive it? Will I the probably. owner? I mean, he leaves at the shop. I'm sure I could arrange a ride. I mean, it's a, it's an auto or a stick? No, it's a six-speed. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 850 CSI, six-speed. Yeah. It has all the things. V12, twin turbo. And you not, would you make another one of those kits if someone brought you an 850? Oh, I don't have any of the molds or anything anymore. It's oh, so long ago, you know, so. Cost you another a, hundred grand to develop the kit. It was a $102,000 car when it was new, and we spent a hundred grand on it. So it's $200,000 in 1993. <laughs> whatever that comes out to be in today's dollars, 400K or whatever. I was just up in Seattle. Tim, pull up my Instagram. My friend, you know the E-Garage guys? Have you heard of them before? This dude, Ben Abrams, is, he's super chill. He runs this thing. Go down. He has a two-door G soft top G wagon, yeah, that has it's so goofy looking. It's so goofy looking that has so this thing. I think it, it's a two thousand, and it's a gray market import, and it was like ninety nine thousand dollars new. It then has a hundred and fifty grand of brabish shit on it. Is that right? <laughs> it has oh, a holy cow. It, it, it started out <laughs> as a three hundred. A G a G three hundred or whatever it was. Diesel. It now has a five point eight liter supercharged Brabus motor in it with like all it, the heavy duty. It looks stuff like it looks like the German equivalent of like the Isuzu Rodeo. It's a Samurai. Yeah, it's it's Isuzu Samurai. Rodeo. Samurai. Samurai. Yeah. It's it's cool. the German Samurai. version of it. Looks like a micro machine. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> so you want to talk about? And he bought it. He bought it like eight years ago for uh, like ninety grand. So it was like depreciated. You know, seventy percent. It's probably worth. 200 now but how do you resell that what's the where, oh, are you kidding me somebody market? would buy that there's five buyers for that for sure I but they pay I too much money for it all five of them way too much money for it right now yeah the weird yeah. thing about exotic cars is they are hard to sell i've built a lot of them and sold them but when you get the right guy they're worth a lot of money so you have to just sit and wait for the right person to show up when you're going to sell one right it's really funny i have a friend named who does that and he i'm just like I'm of the get it out of here mentality, and the, like the first guy who shows up and makes a reasonable offer. Yeah, you buy high, sell low. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I do that too, by the way. And I, and I live free, and I just live in ignorant bliss. And it's great. I don't care. Uh, if you guys want to interact with uh, Steve, if if you have, uh, oh yeah, here we go. I've got a couple car questions. If you want to uh, ask Steve your tuning advice or whatever, hit us up in the super chat. Um, Wait, what else did I want to ask you? So, okay, so C63. Yeah. How do you like these AMG motors after uh, like working with lot. BMWs? Yeah. And one of the neat things about working other brands, because I would, was with BMW for so long, each one of the car companies does something better than the other one and, and something worse. Mm-hmm. And I get to see what other people do, and I can transfer the technology from one brand to the other brand and make them all better. 
Interesting. By observing what each one of them does. Which All right. Is interesting. So what is uh, what is Mercedes's strengths with this? It's the four liter you're working. Four liter V8, great motor. Uh, I I think I love the engine. I love the engine. So good. Yeah, I do. And, and honestly, and this is a small point, I like the user interface on the infotainment system and the seats and interior. I think is better than a BMW too. I think so. Okay. Nice. But BMW knows how to attach the rear suspension to the car. And Mercedes hasn't figured that out yet. Oh, uh, this is not something I've ever considered. How so did, now, all right. So now I'm wondering what your dream car is, like if you could pick and pull of everything. Well, you're going to see that when I bring them to you, because I'm going to bring them all to you. Oh, God. Cool. Uh, I'm going to fix the back of the Mercedes so it works like a BMW, and then I'm also going to make a 700-horsepower turbo motor that's emissions legal and for it with big turbos and stuff. Nice. So it's going to have all the Mercedes attributes and all the BMW attributes as well rolled into one car. Wow. That is so cool. That's what is Mercedes awesome. not doing correctly in the rear of the C63? Uh, I don't know if you guys know what kinematics are. No. Okay, kinematics the is, the, is the um, engineering of flex and distortion of bushings and parts. Okay. So they make kinematics tables. So the OEMs have them and the race teams where you put a car on it, you, you basically clamp down on the wheel and tire, and you move the car and flex it, and you can see what bushings oh, like and on what like a shaker rig? Flex. No, not a shaker rig. That's for shocks and springs. Ah. This is just parts deflection. Huh. Okay. So BMW, or excuse me, BMW's in my brain for too many years. <laughs> um, Mercedes-Benz has too much rubber compliance in the rear subframe, the lower control arm, and the tow links in the back of the car. Hmm. Is that to make it ride better? Not sure their motivation because I'm, I usually what rubber does is more make it quiet than improve ride because rubber has spring rate normally makes the ride worse. Hmm. Uh, they also have the car way too stiff in pitch and all it does is I mean it does great burnouts but it won't hook up and put power down uh, off so the line. I, you're right, it will not. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to try and fix that too. So Are you going to have to do body work and put wider tires on it. No, or no, I'm going to try and tune it out of the car. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So you'll see fun. the work when it's done. That'll and, be great. And, and so I, like, I, I've worked on a lot of cars and a lot of race cars, and, and I've, I think I have a pretty good understanding of what it, what it needs. I've had the car for like six months, and I've spent a lot of time analyzing it, and we're actually building pieces for it now. So Cool. Should be done, actually, three or four months. Oh, great. The, like um, the Mercedes, that four-liter engine is like really fun to play with. It great makes motor. the best sounds, and it's got this nice power band that's just super, super, super fun. Yeah, I like it, too. Turbos are way too small. It kind of dies on the top end, but we're going to fix that, too. Can you fix that without making it lose too much torque at the bottom? Yep. What do you... <laughs> Yeah, I yes. can't tell you. I'd have to yeah. kill you, right? right. <laughs> Murders. Murders. I'm excited. That's yeah, great. It's, it's going to be a neat car. Actually, it's it's my favorite street car of all time as a, as a daily commuter. The I drive C63. It to work. Yeah, I really like the car. To me, the M5 is a little too big and heavy, even though the new one's gotten a lot better. They've taken a couple hundred pounds out of it and added all-wheel drive. Uh, and the M4 is a little bit too boy racers, too track day, a little too rough. I like it. I like my M4 as a track day car, but I don't like it as a daily driver. They're stiff. Yeah, uh, not just stiff just not a nice daily driver it's a good track day car it's a good sports car it's not a good car to live with where the mercedes is kind of halfway between the two in size still has the v8 yeah i think it's a nice package i like the car a lot i was surprised how much i liked it i've never been a mercedes guy but i have to say in the last five years amg has made huge strides i'm actually uh, i'm embarrassed to say i'm excited for the glc 63 just like the little crossover with the 63 motor and all with or with the four liter and all-wheel drive 
It's gonna be pretty be awesome. Nuts. Didn't they do an R sixty three too? The big they, back they, in the like, day yeah, with yeah, the yeah. with the six three. Right. Yeah, the minivan, the fast minivan. Then I think they imported a hundred and ten of them or something to America. Somebody has a collection of them somewhere. They sell one comes up like every other month or so on Bring a Trailer. They all sell for like thirty four to thirty eight thousand, and then they have that head stud issue. They break the head studs, and you have to like do a complete engine rebuild, and it's. Forty. Which car is this now? <laughs> the I mean, I think all the older Mercedes oh, with the okay. big six three naturally oh, aspirated yeah, yeah, I know motor. What you're talking about, yeah. But we were talking about the 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 one that's like a minivan, the R class. Yeah. With the sixty three motor is fairly hilarious. Yeah. A hundred and twenty five thousand dollar minivan. I also got to say too, in my opinion, is any car with more than five hundred pound feet of torque needs all wheel drive, and I'm really glad to see BMW did it with the M5, and Mercedes has it with the E class, and I'm assuming the C class will get it too. You just can't hook up more torque than that with a two wheel drive car. But you can slide them. Oh, they're, <laughs> if you want to go sideways, they're wonderful. But if you actually want to go somewhere, they're not great. So this package, I agree. <laughs> I agree. If you are trying to, uh, if you develop this package with the C63, how much of that would transfer over to say the E63? Oh, most of it because it's still the same four liter motor on the brand new E. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Like, because if I, most you know, of it. yeah. So not obviously not the aero stuff, but your all yeah. your 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 engine packages are going to be for a, that engine. Yeah, range. like we do an engine for the BMW uh, S63, which covers the M5 and the M6, and then the four liter Mercedes will cover all the four liter right. Mercedes, and the you know Porsche will be all the three point eight liter turbos, and so it's it's an engine designed for a specific brand and type of car that translates to all of them. That's helpful. Yeah, open your market. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be fun. We're having some fun. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Is this is this kind of uh, the packages like it's track day stuff, right? So it should be pretty well, good. Well, we're trying to do the dining thing always, where it's a nice car and it rides nice and it's quiet and all the good things we do, but still a little bit more focus on going to the track and having fun with it. That's why we're trying to nail down the rear suspension so much because we took it to the track already. Yeah, and put the V box on, did a baseline on it, and its speed it's a little terrifying. <laughs> Uh, you come over the crest of the hill at Thunder Hill of Turn 9, and when it crests the hill, unless you're just... That's, de- that, that's def- the blind one? It comes over the top and then right. down, and unless you're definitely smooth and use all the road, which you never do in any other car, it does a tank slapper down the hill that will make you think you're going to die. Yeah. Because the rear suspension moves around so much. Huh. So very hard to car to drive fast because of it. Interesting. Uh, but, I, but I think we can fix it. And everything else about the car I loved, so... Do you find so we had? Do you know? Uh, you know who Ben Collins is. He was the Stig on Top Gear. He's yeah. driven like everything. He was in here a couple of weeks ago. He brought the European Stig, not the American. The Stig. European Stig. Although yeah. Tanner Faust was in here this morning yeah. and said who the who the it said that you know the your yeah. American Stig. Paul Gerard. Paul Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. yeah. And he I guess he drove for me once in a race car. Super guy. Fast. Lives in really fast. Tiny. He's a he's an amazing car control guy. Like, that's how I met him. We were doing the one lap of America, and I was in the E36 M3, and he got hired by Hartman to do, drive a Rentec Mercedes in the in the one lap of America. Shout, this out, was to, nine, shout out to Hartman. Yeah, I, love, I like Hartman. He's 97, great. 98, I think this was. And he, we were what at a Rentec Ninja Mercedes looked like a 97. What would that have been? Like an E-Class or something? It was like uh, a SL of some kind. Like <laughs> so a, doing an SL, SL in or one lap. There's still hope for that Hartman. SL in one lap. Be fucking hysterical. Anyway, we were at Ginger Man Raceway in Michigan. You know yeah. where that is? Yeah. yeah. And, and Paul said the car understood so bad he couldn't get it to turn, so he was throwing the car in the corner and then power sliding around every corner. And he was doing, it looked like a drift competition, a right? And, 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 I, and I've never, I never met the guy before, and I just watched him do like two laps. I go, oh, my God, he's, yeah. he's got super talent. So I just walked At- over and introduced myself afterwards, and we've been friends ever since. So. Adam, Adam Dubay and I did a show with him at PRI this year. Oh, Paul? Really? Yeah, with Paul. Yeah. Paul and Cody Love, uh, Loveland from Love Fab. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So well, Love Fab is the guy who built that crazy yeah, who built, thing, right? Who built yeah. the Pike Peaks car last year. Yeah. So what's Jeez. Tanner driving next year since they got rid of the Global Rallycross series? There is right? allegedly a new series coming. Oh, is that right? Allegedly. All right. There were, there were no specifics. There may or may given. not be. May or may not be. I was be. hoping to put him in one of the R8s I have. I got a second R8 coming for next He was year. talking about getting into, into sports car racing. I know. He talked about were... it with me a couple of years ago, but I haven't touched base with him in a while. So. I think he's looking for work. And he has a plane now, so he could fly up to you. It's cool. like a misconnections ad. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, like like both interested in planes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a pilot Sick too. Yeah. Boxes. Oh yeah, you flew. You fly down, right? Uh, I sold my plane to start the business. Uh oh. Airplanes cost money to run. No kidding. And I don't have a company to feed it anymore. So well, hopefully you sell, <laughs> you sell some cars to get you a new plane. Yeah, you see, you see, start designing jet engines now. You deserve a that's plane. the next the next frontier is yeah, jet that's, engines. That's pretty high tech stuff. I think I'll leave that to GE and uh, Pratt and Whitney. No, they don't do private jet tuning. I hear they leave a lot of power on the table with these things. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. You could get like Floyd Mayweather to buy like a hot rod Gulfstream. I feel like that's you that's definitely nice. could 100 percent covering Bonneville 1,000 horsepower cars and put the engine in your plane. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a re- I'll take a reliable plane. Thank you. Yeah. Are your um, yeah? It's better to have it that way, isn't yeah, it? Because totally. when it quits running, you can't pull over the side of the road. No, you, it's you like know, the Honda Civic mentality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just drive something reliable. It's the opposite of how Jay Leno rolls. <laughs> no, 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 steam car. That's where it's at. <laughs> that thing's terrifying. The steam cars, yeah. Yeah, and it also he's, he's always like, oh yeah, there's a ton of pressure, and so I got to go let it all out before it explodes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, a, that's the perfect thing to drive. He says it does 75. I'm like, it's yeah, it's like a sharp man who knows what's going yeah. on. Barrels on fire, crazy man. <laughs> Which reminds me, do you do do you keep the, keep up the McLaren F1s on the West Coast? Are you in charge of those? No, I'd love to be, but no. They don't. I would have thought that you would be the go-to guy for those. I think so too, but no, one's never shown up. No, huh. not a one. <laughs> not a one. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> cool. Weird. I thought Are so you, too. Uh, by the way, I've I've thinking that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Are your new uh, your packages at your new shop uh, driven by uh, customer requests or the things that you want to see built? Uh, I'm doing what I think the car needs, like fixing its weaknesses mm-hmm. and, and giving whatever power I think the car will handle without breaking. So I'm kind of using my expertise to design the package, hoping cool. people will like it. Right, I hope so, too. That's cool. Uh, we got a bunch of questions on Super Chat. Let's All see right. what the fans want to talk about. Right. We can go right to it. If you want to if you want to talk to Steve Dine and get up on the Super Chat live, folks. I can't read that far away. Though. You don't have to. I'll read it to you. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> cur- <laughs> Billy, Billy D, currently shopping for a manual BMW E30 convertible. Is the right move to go for the more modern but less powerful M42 or the classic M20? Taking an old school, Steve, what do you think? I would say don't buy a convertible. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the XO concurs. <laughs> XO concurs. I, I like the older motor. The older motor? Yeah, M20? Yeah. Which yeah, we used to make a turbo for those things. It was great. I did one for, well, you know Satch Carlson? Editor of the Roundel? No. He used to write for Auto Week. I, the name, I know the name, but I don't know personally. He yeah. used to write a column in the front all week called Fastlane. I, I I know the name again. Okay. I know the person. Yeah. Anyway, I did him. Uh, in, he wanted a rally car for running the Alaskan Alcan Rally, so I built him an all-wheel drive, turbocharged, intercooled M twenty E thirty three twenty five XI. Awesome! Yeah. It was a neat car. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I've driven a turbo E thirty before. Not one of your kits, like a home built kit. It was awesome. I also it was had like four hundred horsepower. Very fast. Yeah, yeah. This was about. 350, 375. You you have the don't break it number. This this was deep into the don't give a fucks. Which one is the which one is the more modern but less powerful M forty two? When do they start using that? I've never later? You don't know? 
<laughs> Listen, if Steve's never heard of it before, <laughs> he's never heard of it or seen one. It could be the four cylinder, the four valve four cylinder they made or something. At the oh, end of its life or is something. that an eighteen like, engine? I don't know. That's like what? the one they put in the Z three the first year of the four cylinder. Oh, really? That might be that one. Ugh. I'm not familiar no, with it. What no. did, Tim, what does that say? It's a straight forward dual overhead yeah. can. Yeah. Oh, it's the yeah, Z yeah. the Z three engine. Yeah, no, the six hundred and twenty no. is the way to go. You definitely don't want that. And buy a coupe, not a convertible. Yeah, I would. I would agree. <laughs> if you want a convertible, get one of those weird Bauer things, right? <laughs> Ugly Euro roof, weird conversion things. They cut the roof off them. Yeah. Uh, but all the engines are a good engine, and, and we did another one for a guy two wheel drive where we took that turbo diesel crank because it was a two point seven liter. Oh, and, and and made the three twenty five out of two point seven liter and put a turbo on it. I think that 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 diesel crank thing is something they do in chump car racing to cheat a lot. Could be it's Works a cheater. Really good, yeah, by it's the way. a cheater crank that they do, yeah. and because I guess you can't, you know, they get it by the judges or whatever. Yeah, it's a forged crank and it makes it a two point seven. And it's it's good for like a bunch of power, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think the cheater car that Lee Keen was. I can driving build a great cheater E thirty M three if you're looking for one. Uh, well, there's a listen. There's a business in that. There's a business in. I, I, I like is Steve. But you'll figure out a way to get a hundred grand out of somebody racing chump car like that. <laughs> Dude, you think that's a joke? That's real. That, yeah, it's not, it's, You've been to a chump no, car nobody race. Nobody would spend that kind of money on that. You, oh no! Are you they kidding would. me? Have you been to a chump car race? Uh, we could win. There's it. a team that uses a Ferrari Challenge transporter. Oh my god! There's, Come on, it's not Jeff. No, Jeff oh, Brown's Jeff real. Brown's Miata is essentially a sixty thousand dollars spec Miata. Yeah, it's uh, got beat up panels on yeah. it. And, and and, uh, we, we could beat him for twenty, <laughs> and Peter no like, problem twenty. <laughs> I got five on it. Dude, that, that, well, remember uh, 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 Peter Cunningham and the Real Time guys oh, used yeah. to run. They had this Civic. It was a D sixteen, and and it, it it looked. I mean, it, it looked like a pile. Yeah. But they painted with their livery and everything, and they'd show up with their GT three transporter and drop the car off <laughs> yeah. the right, jump car. Yeah. So Hennessy's got a got a got a jump car. It's a E thirty six M three. It's really fast. That's the hot new market, Steve. As your is your PR. I'm telling you, okay, okay, all right. There is a big <laughs> market in cheater E30s. <laughs> it's a good car for that class, right? Yeah, that's uh, there's it, so many. Yeah, they yeah. refer to uh, they refer to Chump uh, Car as Spec E30 a lot. Is yeah, a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's and such E36. a great basic car. I mean, that's why. It's oh, a yeah. fundamentally such a good car. You know, it's really fun to drive yeah. slowly, and, <laughs> and really small things will make it a lot faster. Uh, well, I I mean. I think I think like maybe J- like JF has to like stay out one race and Steve will come <laughs> in and get the car now. at home right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> we don't have to do the engine. We, we can we can make it handle so much better. Right, small things. Steve's gonna do like the singer, but BMW. I think that, there is a market. You know, I've been for approached. Yeah. I've been approached twice to do that by two people. Really? Up for E thirties. E30 M3s that they want to put like 700 horsepower or V10. 700 and, horsepower? Know, well, what? Mean, Didn't somebody do that S85 swap? You, someone you, did, yeah. did You one. know Bill Oberlin? Yes. Is it him? He approached me about doing one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Bill Oberlin like have like speedboat catamarans? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like a complete his own maniac. Stern drive. Right? Yeah. Bill Oberlin's a BMW racing driver those, who's what? very good. Super talented guy. And uh, by all accounts is also out of his mind. Yeah. That's kind of what I like about him. <laughs> and yeah, someone's like, so, "Did you see Bill's boat?" I'm like, "No." And he showed me a picture of this thing. It looks sort of like it was painted in 1986, but it's like you know one of those like 120 yeah. mile an hour catamarans. Yeah. You know, he has Crazy. 58 wins in sports car racing, which is the second highest ever to Scott Pruitt, which is at 60. Is it the second highest ever in sports car racing? Oh well, he'll beat. He'll probably beat that. Yeah, the problem is he got let by Bobby Rahal because he's old, and so I, I, you know, I don't I think he's he, like he drove Daytona and Sebring. He's still super fast, but for some reason they replaced him with somebody younger. So I don't know what he's going to do to get the last 
couple. Maybe he wants too much money. His, his oh, offshore power, power yeah. buddy. But, but I tell you what, he, he, he can still drive. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's, he's amazing. Yeah, I've, I I used to hang out with Will Turner a lot. I still I still love yeah. them and hang out with them whenever possible. Yeah. And um, you know, I know you've worked with them before. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Bill would drive with them, and it would always be a really good time to hang out with. Oh them. yeah, I, everyone just I've never seen him outside the racetrack, but everyone's like, you got to see this guy in a boat. He's fucking nuts. I mean, yeah, I've seen him drive a car. Well, he so dro- he drove uh, Turner's M6 at Mid Ohio last weekend. How do you do? Um. It's a big car for Mid-Ohio. I think he got shoved off the grass, uh, off the road, and got grass in the radiator and had to come in and clean it. And I think they wound up fifth or sixth or Bummer. something. So, so that's a big car for a small track. It is, but he was wheeling it was well. It, wasn't it, was Will just recently racing at the 24-hour Nurburg? I don't know about that. Okay. I forget. It was either. I used to build race engines from Bill. Okay. It was either him or James ago, but... James Clay from Beamer yeah, World. Yeah, J- James. Was it James? And, yeah, it was? James and Tyler Cook from Beamer World okay. racing okay. in the M235Rs. Okay. Yeah. Those are, uh, those look fun. Well, I mean, that's wild because I, I talked to Cam, uh, Cameron, who used to run Redline Oil, and Cam told me that they'll go through a turn at 130, and those guys will come by at 155. GT3 cars pass mm-hmm. the 235 at like 160, <laughs> and it's just un- it's unbelievable. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I just drove that uh, VF Engineering supercharged Lamborghini at at uh, Auto Club Speedway at Speed Ventures Track Day. On the on the Roval, so 174 on the front, <laughs> front straight on uh, just regular P zero courses, like with arrow with it's a it's performante, a performante. Stock performante. Okay. Stock with, yeah, stock yeah. right height, 70 horsepower. Yeah. Sounds, performante sounds terrible. It's lovely, eight <laughs> pounds of boost. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> it has a it has a dual fuel system and eight That's pounds of boost. Drive car, right? Small wheel drive right? car. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure very it's, easy I'm sure to drive. It, it was oh off the line for sure. Yeah, it puts the power down like yeah. They ran a uh, what did Motor Trend run? They ran a, a two two to sixty. Yeah, uh, and they ran a quarter mile at nine eight. Yeah, no, I would say that hooks up. All-wheel yeah. drive does that. Yeah, my nine eleven Turbo S, I turned the boost up in it, and I put bigger wheels and tires on it, like three thirty five rears and two sixty five fronts, mm-hmm. and, and it does zero to sixty like two four. Yeah, yeah. Like just car so good. Those nine like eleven Turbo S is so good. It's a great car. Out of the box, it's like amazing. Yeah, and it's so easy to make them fast. Yeah, what are what are your what are your tips and tricks for nine eleven turbo S's? Uh, well, I, I haven't gotten that far into that car yet. I've just done a little bit of work on it, but uh, it it for sure could use some more downforce in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the GT threes have the giant wings. Yeah. They make a difference. Have you it, driven an R like an RS? I have not driven one yet. No. It is the most stable. You know, yeah. except for like four GT, you know, with with uh, the crazy buttressing yeah. and stuff. Like as far as sports cars goes, it's like the most stable one. One thing I have to say about Porsches because it's my first one, um, the functionality of everything is so good. The crispness of the ships and the double clutch, the throttle response, the steering input is better than any BMW and Mercedes I've ever driven. Yeah, there's a, I the mean, level you, you of get like something refinement your, that you get. The level with of it. refinement, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes some of the other manufacturers, like you go between like the shift mode, sport, and comfort, they try and make a bigger step so you can notice it changes. And mm-hmm. Porsche has two modes, and you can hardly tell them apart because yeah. they're both right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're right, and, they don't, and, they don't, and they're not trying to do it to impress you; they're just making it right, right? Yeah. And, and you get you get something for your two hundred thousand dollars. You really, really do. There's certain <laughs> yeah. details in that car that are unmatched, like yeah. little shit like the cup holders that are just the most geniusly placed yeah. cup holders, yeah. and like 
the fact that you could launch it probably yeah. a thousand times in a row. Yeah. And it's the, the gearbox in the cup holder. Dude, the gearbox is so consistent. Yeah. It makes every oh. other gearbox yeah. just be like, well, why doesn't it just work so, like that one? You're right. The shifting is amazing, yeah. amazing. Whether it's software or mechanical or both, I don't know, but it has the most crisp, most clean, best torque mended shit that yeah. anywhere yeah. I've ever driven. And, and when they went from, uh, from like the 991 Gen 1 to the 991 Gen 2, there was a, to me, there was a big change between those two, too. Um, and which I, one you think is better? The the Gen Two, yeah. Like driving those cars, every time I would leave it in automatic mode and go to shift it, like think about it in my head to shift it, it would shift up and down every time I'd come into a braking yeah. zone. Think about shifting down. No, Porsche has it, it would together. Do it. It here's, was, here's what's interesting about crazy. that though. Have you ever driven like have you driven a Macan? Mm-mm. All right. What's, That's got you it can, too. You can Porsche eyes almost anything by yeah. putting a PDK gearbox in. Is it. that what it is? Be- the PDK. The sh- yeah, because the, the, it feels just like the 911 feels when you p- tug the paddles and yeah. it shifts like that. Like, yeah. it, it's like it's a fucking Q5, but with this gearbox, it feels like a Porsche. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like they put blindfolds on mm-hmm. and just no. start turning dials to get them to all feel. I the wouldn't same. be surprised if somebody <laughs> does that. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Jason Grady wants to know what is the. This is a real nerdy question. Steve. Steve, have at it. Uh-oh. What is the bore, stroke, and red line that you have found most successful on American road courses? <laughs> he just rolls his eyes. It, de- it depends on the rules. That's a very like, good like, point. Like in Grand Am, we had a rev limit of 7,000 RPM. So you don't want to over square a motor with a lot of bore because it likes RPM and you, they won't let you rev it. It's against the rules, right? So right. in that particular class, more stroke is better, right? Uh, so you start with a red line and work from there. Yes. There, that's a good answer to that question. Yes. Okay, so it depends on your red line. And it's a piston velocity question. You don't want to exceed 4,500 feet per minute in piston velocity because it wears the rings and the skirts too much. That's another and good tip. Also, rod angle ratio, so you don't want side load on the on the bore of the of the skirt because of the rod angle. So it depends on what the rod length is. So it, it, you can have to give me the RPM and then I can answer the question. Wow, could you do that math on the fly? If someone gives you the RPM, that would be insane. Ten minutes, I could probably do it. Right, we don't have computer out, but I don't want to wait. You know, it's like I don't want to think I do it from the top no. of my head. I, <laughs> if you could, if we found out you were like the Rain Man of, of <laughs> like, engine, no, no, <laughs> obscure, no. obscure. I need a calculator like, for math. Yeah. <laughs> if you were the Rain Man of series rules calculations based on building an engine. I'll say like, one of the ways we won three championships and two twenty four Daytona is is we actually took torque out of our engine. Because Why is that? Because the continental tires would go away so bad when you turned them over that we found if we reduced torque in the lower gears, the tire lasted longer. And over the hour that the tire was on the car, the overall distance you covered was greater. Wow. That's interesting. And that's a Daytona in the prototype cars? In the prototype cars. And we wow. added the power up in the top end when you're, you know, when you're not spinning the tires anymore because you're not leaving a corner and the car is straight. Right. And we also picked up top speed and saved the tire at the same time. Yeah, I guess at Daytona, you've got a lot of long straightaway and yeah. banking. And how so, much longer can you make the tires last? Uh, you know, it sounds really small, but like five minutes that's, out of an that's hour. A but that's, that's, but that's, that's a huge difference. Five times 24? That's yeah. so many. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was one of the secrets that we won like in 2010. We won nine out of 12 races and got two second places because, well, the Ganassi guys are am- amazing. I don't want to take anything away from them. The car handled great. Pruitt and Memo were great drivers, and the team executed well. But also, the car was just really user-friendly and easy to drive. In fact, when I first got there, they had been racing a Lexus for several years. And it rained the first year, and Scott Pruitt goes, I hate racing in the rain. And then he drove the BMW, and he was super fast. And he led the race. He got the car. 
It's not the rain I don't like. It's the Lexus and the rain I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're good. It was his last race. It was his last race in Daytona. We're good. All right. So That's he liked funny. the BMW in the rain. That's funny. When you... Uh, that's an NA motor, right? NA motor, five liter. Okay, so when you take torque out of an NA motor, are you what are you changing to do that? Just in the engine management? Cam timing and trumpet length, intake trumpet length. Oh. Hmm. Cool. And, and header length. Oh, neat. And that's you can mess with those in so the... Those are, those are open in the class. Um, that's interesting. That's open. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. I guess they figure headers don't cost that much. You have to make them anyway. That's true. Yeah. Right? So, you know... Like, it's weird. It's the sanctioning bodies regulate things that they know and understand. And honestly, most of the people that are regulating sanctioning bodies are not car engineers. So, so they. This is good. So they, <laughs> so they regulate basic things like weight and wing size and, and, you know, displacement and compression. But then they leave all, the, like, say, little esoteric things that all the guys that really know racing can all, like, yeah. drive a See, truck through and fix, which is why really smart people in racing yeah. always the same people win. Have you noticed that? <laughs> So what you know because they know what they're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of the like the F20 that came in the S2000? You know, that's high horsepower but very low torque. You know, a great, lot of people like engine. always complained about it. Yeah, normal I mean, car. I, people, well, I mean, but. but you have to keep an engine like that. Wow, but that's really low torque. This yeah. is still a five liter V8. It wasn't right. low on torque. <laughs> right, yeah, right, <laughs> it's a relative right. term, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, in um, a car that weighed what twenty two hundred pounds or something, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. twenty. You look at in motors like pounds, yeah. that F twenty. <laughs> you look at motors like it's the F twenty and yeah. what was the the S sixty five that came in the M three? Yeah, yeah, M3. yeah. 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 high horsepower, but. Kind of low torque, especially yeah, not for enough V8. torque. Well, we made, we made the, we replaced the X sixty two in the fourth year with that engine for Ganassi. We used the S sixty five. We stroked it out to four point five liters. Wow. My favorite, one of my favorite engines of all time is your Stroker kit for the E ninety two M three. Yeah, great car. What that engine with the with the Stroker crank in it was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, we made a couple of those with a dry sump like the Z8. Did you really? Out of the Protect car. Really? And it makes 600 horsepower in no. that car. Natch Asper. Wow. Yeah. What a wow. neat car. Ooh, so much nicer to drive than all the blower gotta cars. Awesome. That's got to be. Yeah, no. The, I oh. preferred it to the supercharged oh. cars. I was not that big of a fan yeah, of the I mean, ours was 500. It's 100 more. I actually found the, the, you know what, that's why I think that, I think your Stroker engine is the most similar engine I've seen to the Shelby GT350 engine. Which is a fucking lovely engine. It really is. It yeah. made me. It reminded me of yours. It makes yeah. about the same power. Yeah. Makes about the same torque, and it revs to eighty two fifty. Yeah, and they still build them. So and they still build they, them. Engine engineering. Like, <laughs> they <still build laughs> they, yeah, they're they're at car like yours. Too. Yeah, but I've driven three of those. Was it four six? Four six. Four six. Yeah. Fuck that. The six hundred horsepower one's a four seven. Best BMW engine but, ever. Yeah. Uh, John P. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, BMW, Bimmer, Fiesta ST, or Mark 7 GTI. I don't think you know how to ask this question correctly, John. I'm sorry, but you have to specify. Bimmer, there's a big hole Which in that. Which one? It's <laughs> a real big hole in that, especially when your competitors are front-wheel drive hatchbacks. Let's assume you mean the cheapest BMW you can the, get. The 230i. 230i now? You could do it. You lovely, could do it like a 135i. I think 135i is a lot of car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had a black one, remember? Uh, you did. Well, the, 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 <laughs> that was a cool car. The one M was so fast. Yeah. You built a really like nice handling one twenty eight I too, didn't you? No, just the one M. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I have driven a two twenty eight I M Sport press car a couple years ago, 
It was pretty good. good. Yeah, had yeah. nice well, steering and good balance. It was yeah. a lot of fun. New M2 is really good too, isn't it? The M2 is great. Really yeah. neat car. Really, really, yeah. really, really. Somebody nice. should get serious with like a 650 horsepower M4 motor. Or Somebody should. Somebody should do that. Somebody. Like that. Somebody. I, I, I know kind of guy that might do something like that. I remember the wait. Did the Dyna M2 come after you left? Was it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. At least they softened. They did the correct thing with the shocks over there. But they the, made it. The nice part properly. is that N55 motor has been around a long time, even in his era too. So, and now they're still doing those at Carbon. Yeah. So that that reminds me, someone else, other, someone else asked about that. We'll get to that later. Uh, I just made a, a couple of 400 horsepower N24 cylinders. What is an N24? That's the four-cylinder turbo motor in the 228. Oh yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, 400 horsepower, big turbo. That's awesome because the 228 is really nice. Yeah, and it's so light and handles yeah. so well. It's a phenomenal car. 400 foot-pounds of torque, 400 That's horsepower right. on race gas, drivable. What do you? What does it make on pump? I think 350. That's pretty good. Yeah. I bet that's a great little... It's a neat car. Le- I, lease it and daily it? I have two <laughs> engines in a box on the shelf. Really? Even, yeah, with extra you know, capacity oil pans that'll handle two Gs in a corner. And What does an engine like that cost? $10,000 is all because it's a four-cylinder. That's not that you bad. have as many no, parts. It, I mean, it's not really that bad. What does an LS7 crate motor cost? <laughs> I just want to... It's a BMW engine. Right? Grand, yeah. I know. I just... I, that, that's without a core. That includes the core. All right, look, I'm you know. about it. <laughs> I just, I just got a really big bill from BBI for what it doesn't seem like a lot of work on my 911. So I was put it this way: it is, a yeah. stock factory man from BMW is ten grand. The stock engine, yeah, is and this 10. is ten grand, <laughs> including the core with all the parts. Jesus, in it. you don't want to blow us. Imagine having imagine having to give BMW ten grand for a stock turbo four cylinder. Jesus, how depressing <laughs> would that be? It's a, it's a tough one. <laughs> Really That's why we made them. <laughs> have you put one of those on an automatic 228 yet? I have not, no. I drove it. I went to one of those industry test days yeah. at uh, Willow Springs, and they yeah. had a 228i M Sport automatic. Yeah. It's got the ZF8 speed in it. It does, yeah. yeah. That 8-speed ZF automatic is a great gearbox. It is. That's, what, that's what comes in the Jaguar and all the new yeah. BMW 330s. Great gearbox. All the new ZR1 has Range it too, Range Rovers, yeah. Is that someone's leg or is there an earthquake happening? ZF is getting it done these days. Who's doing the leg vibration thing? Someone does it by habit. Say what? Everyone's getting that thing? No, ZF, ZF is doing such a great job with that gearbox. Everybody's switching to them. Should have bought that stock five years ago. Definitely. Yeah. After I drove the first car that had it, which I think was the 2013 Range Rover, yeah. I should have just... Or that was F-Type. Yeah. Should have bought the fucking My first right one was there. a 335, and I go, why would you want to buy a manual? I drove the thing, and I was so impressed with it. Yeah, I know. It's and then really... 5 comes with it now, too. Yeah. Not, not a double clutch. That is a little disappointing because it just doesn't feel quite as nice. doesn't feel quite as motorsporty to me. Yeah. But it, it's hard to argue with the functionality of it or no, the I, slickness I, look, and everything. I prefer a double clutch, but it sure works good. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? The, one of the reasons we're talking about things that cars do well and not well, B&W has Valvetronic on that engine. You know what that is, the variable valve lift? Yeah. And and in the old days, they used to have a, a, a small uh, throttle motor. That way you'd first tip in for leaving a light, the throttle motor would open, and the main throttles would open afterwards, and that would kind of soften the tip in so it was easier to drive away from a light. And I don't know if you've noticed, the F10 M5 is very hard to launch. It is. Very jerky. It's touchy. That's because it opens all the valves at the same time. Oh. All 32 valves, because it's variable valve lift. So what the automatic torque converter does is soften that so it's easier to leave a light. Yeah. I don't know if that's the reason they did it, but I think it's better because the gearbox matches the motor response. That is totally fair. I think it does drive better in traffic and yep. in from zero to yep. five and five to zero. You're totally right. Yep. 
but I miss the crispness of those shifts yeah. when I'm on it. I just found the double clutch so hard to drive in that car in traffic. I I, I, Hyundai's would beat me away from a traffic light across the <laughs> intersection because I couldn't get the car to leave without smoking the tires. It's very funny. For someone who, who does so much work on road racing type of cars, you seem very focused on pulling away from lights. Well, <laughs> I'm a street car tuner too, right? I mean, you know, I've drag raced once or twice in my Detroit life. Detroit in you. That's, 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 what's the statute of limitations on like Morgan Hill related uh, traffic? You're not gonna tell about my uh, nope, lunch ride. No, oh, no, no, no. You when uh, I'll, I'll come back I'll leave in a year. This. I have no, the re- I have the record of Morgan Hill for top speed. Like, <laughs> he got beat by a Camaro back in the day. And he's had a vengeance against if, American if cars you, ever since. If you start working for Steve, the first thing that happens is you go up and you go for the ride with Steve to lunch. The ride, and that's how he decides whether or not you're an acceptable human for the job. <laughs> I had an employee once who was an engineer, and he kept doing things wrong, and and he wrote me a, a man. Festo, I guess is what you call it, oh. several pages. And what it came down to was every time we discuss engineering things, you take me for a ride, and I'm so scared I can't concentrate, so I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. What's the top speed in Morgan Hill, allegedly? 200 Morgan Hill, Mexico. 208? All right. That's good. He only went 185. <laughs> M5? That can, sounds like an M5 number. It's it an M5 number. It may or may not have been yeah, an M5. Yeah, when you talk about 200 plus, that's an M5 number for sure. Col- kilometers. Kilometers. Yeah, right. no, it was miles. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, whatever. Yeah. Uh, to answer the guy's question. Between traffic lights. I don't know. That The more we talk about it, that 228 sounds really nice. But uh, I, had, I, enjoy, I had a Fiesta ST that I really enjoyed. The Mark 7 GTI is very soft. The controls are very light. Everything's very light and soft and... That's that's how those are. I do like the interior though in the Mark yeah. Seven GT. Plaid is nice. Yeah, plaid's good. Everyone loves plaid. Yeah, but I don't know. The more I think about it, that two twenty eight sounds dope. Uh, what's better if buying used? All right, what is the more reliable car? Six fifty i Grand Coupe, Mercedes CLS or Audi S seven? Oof. What's your opinion on vintage on lightly used European? <laughs> that's a tough question. Uh, I don't know that much about the Audi because I havenven't done anything with that. It's that's Audi's engine. four liter twin turbo, yeah. which is a pretty good motor. I just don't know anything. APR's about APR's done something. With them, um, I think the, they're the, okay. The, the, the BMW I like the car better than Mercedes, but they have a tendency to have a lot of timing chain problems and a lot of oil leaks that the Mercedes doesn't have. Uh, so I think the Mercedes is probably a more reliable car. I think the BMW is more fun to drive. Fair. I think, from my experience, if you're looking at a CLS 63, the twin turbo five and a half over the NA 63 engine. No doubt, I agree. For with sure, that the turbo motor. Yeah, no doubt. And great. I engine. don't know if you are you doing five and a half liter kits. Yet? I haven't done anything with them yet. No. All right. In that case, for now, go see Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Rent, to, rent Hartman can do like four parts and make like 800 horsepower in yeah, one of them no, things. It's easy so, to do with that kind of displacement yeah. and twin turbos. Yeah, he's got a CLS street yeah. car that runs in the nines. Right. <laughs> that's an all-wheel drive car too. No, yeah. this was the old one. Oh, he had a, he, really? He has to put slicks on it to run. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, it won't do it with the normal <laughs> tires right. on. With the normal tires on, I tested it and was able to with an automatic gearbox do fourth gear burnouts. Is that right? Yeah, and like outside of Fort Lauderdale or somewhere in Florida. It's ridiculous. Uh, Spencer K, S65 Stroker E92 or 1M conversion for Time Attack? Well, you can't get that engine anymore, right? What, 1M? The uh, Stroker engine is, um, is no? No, we still make them. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, still like one a week still. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Or no, I, the Natural Asprey V is way easier car to drive. Oh, okay. Way nicer. Than the 1M. Oh, yeah. 
Because of the longer wheelbase and the... Well, that and just the throttle response of the eight throttle bodies on the natural aspirated motor and just, you know, wider car. It's just a better car I think, from a performance yeah, standpoint. I, I agree. I think a 1M conversion is a lot of money. You're converting body work and stuff. Although he's talking about time attack, he's talking about building a race car. Oh, you just yeah. build what? Remember Marco's car with the with the stroker motor in it that God, that Mar- has one M fenders on it Marco's and also car, the it's got to be two hundred thousand dollars that car, right. yeah. and carbon wheels and all that. Yeah, stuff, so. yeah. All right, S sixty five stroker. Yeah, we can make six hundred horsepower version of that for the car. Be a good there time go. attack car. Call Steve. He'll build, he'll build your motor. Yeah, he's got you covered. We also make blower motors for those now because a lot of people put uh, turbo kits and supercharged on them and then break them. So we have a special engine that's stronger that won't go bad after you. Oh put really? A blower on it too. Oh, so like a supercharger ready engine? Yeah. And are you selling a preferred blower package? I'm also? not selling a blower package, just the engine. Oh, okay. For other people doing them. Just stronger internals, stuff like that. Yeah. Same price. Yeah, expensive. exactly the same expensive price. Expensive engine. Motor. It's a little bit smaller. It's a four and a half liter because we make a smaller bore with a thicker head gasket and a few a few small changes to the rods uh, and the pistons for the strength. And but they have a lot of rod bearing problems and people turn the boost up too much in them and. They well, fail. that's the rod bearing thing is the thing with those engines, yeah. right? Yeah, and then they already have a problem. Then people put blowers on them. Yeah, you think that's going to help? So what? If, so, <laughs> if you want, if someone wanted to buy one of those used, an M three, yeah, what do you do? You have like a blackstone test done to check for metal. What do you? How do you know yeah, if you've you got do. the issue? That's what you the do. Rod bearing, that's yeah. it. You run the you run an oil analysis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to do it honestly when it hits fifty thousand miles. Every time you change the oil, you want to do it because you want cause, <laughs> every time because you want to catch it before it spins because it ruins the crank and right. sometimes cracks the block and it gets a lot more expensive. So you want to catch it. And is if you do if you check it every time you change the oil, are you going to catch it? Probably because it will it it will break down over time before completely disintegrating. Yeah. People just don't realize it goes bad until it starts making noise. Oh yeah, and no. if it's making noise, you're in trouble. Then it's too late. Yeah, yeah. And what's a replacement engine? Twenty-four thousand. Yeah. yeah. Well, that well, that's the stroker motor. If you just uh, if you're talking the original displacement, it's fifteen thousand. That's a big difference. Yeah. Well, wow. You, yeah, you're adding a crank for the stroke and bore and a lot of stuff. Oh, you are boring out the block and stroking yeah. of both. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh. a lot less. Just I mean, look, this shit ain't cheap, bro. No. <laughs> it was expensive. I knew it was expensive, but I didn't realize the what? stock engine no, was did. that low. I thought there would be less of a delta. Yeah, well, I think BMW gets twenty something for the stock one, so I think our stroke motor is about the same as the stock one. Mm-hmm. And our our stock displacement overhaul is like two thirds of what a, a BMW factory man is. So wow. you know, but it, one yeah. of my buddies bought one of those from CarMax with their warranty, and uh, within three months there was like uh, a twenty thousand uh, dollar repair. Yeah, sounds right. It's yeah. Probably a good idea though. Yeah. They cover it. Yeah, hell yeah, they cover right it. Away, we Go did a Car bunch Max. of research on the engine. We built it for the Ganassi prototype car with why the bearings fail. And we have a foolproof cure for it. Oh, and, really? And so we rebuild the engine. We integrate that into it so it won't go bad again. Oh, cool. That's like the uh, the LNN Engineering IMS bearing fix in the 911s. Yeah. It's like a permanent fix. Yeah. So Great. We're, we're actually using NASCAR racing <laughs> Clevite bearings at a BMW and then changing the journal size of the crank. Is the what we're only doing. advanced thing about a NASCAR you're changing? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know, people people joke about NASCARs, and the cars are crude, but there's a lot of serious engineering in those cars. I'm sure. And, I'm sure. Uh, but they make the Americans make the best rod bearings. Every company does. Every really? country does something great. Americans make the best rod bearings. Do you know so, that huh. most make F- rod bearings great again? Is that the new hat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, most of the F one teams use Clevite American made rod bearings. Really, F one motors and stuff. Yeah. What is or it they about the material from Clevite? It's the mix of tin and copper and how thick it is and how consistent it is. They're just good at it. Is that a, they make that? It's not a. It's not like they mine an ore locally, right? I don't know where they get the metal from. Clevite's uh-huh. a bearing company, which is now owned by Molly, but Clevite American bearings are not the same as Molly bearings. Huh. 
they're just really good. Cool. And I think it's because the NASCAR engines were bigger engines, 350, and they run those 500-mile races on the ovals where they're just up on the rev limiter all the time, and they had to solve the problem 20 years ago or they could never make it to the end of the race, and so they invested a lot of money in it. Yeah, probably true. And is it... That's just the heaviest duty bearing that there is, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. So we use that in all of our race engines and all of our street engines. Wow. Is it extremely expensive or just... It costs half the price of a BMW bearing. <laughs> of course it does. Because <laughs> it's of heavier. Of the best part of the world out of the using F1 engines is half <laughs> fucking BMW plastic water pump. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Of course it is. That's great. <laughs> That's great. So is, since we're making our own billet crank to stroke it, we just make the crank for the American bearing size, and we make the krill a rod for the American bearing size, so it doesn't really cost anything over using the BMW. Right, but yeah. one. But what it says is one part is not interchangeable. You have to interchange the entire assembly. You do. Yeah. 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 It's, so it's, it's an all or nothing yeah, deal. Yeah. You, you save the block and the heads, and you throw the rest of it away. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love throwing away expensive stuff. Really makes me feel good about it. <laughs> you know, my, my employees used to cringe when I started the business 35 years ago. I'd take a brand new BMW, take it in the shop, and I'd drive it around for a thousand miles and disassemble it down to the frame. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. start measuring things and machine. And they go, "Oh my God, it's a brand new hundred thousand dollar car." Yeah, I go, "Yeah, well, okay." Is anything you know, sacred? No. No, I didn't not, think not, so. Not in our place. So what, no. what were you like as a kid? Like, were you just tearing apart <laughs> all the stuff at home? All right, so I can tell you a couple <laughs> stories about me as a kid. I'll probably ex explain it. So I have an older brother who got me into cars, okay? My brother, my little brother, had a, one of those metal pedal Jeeps that you'd yeah. with the crank yeah, pedals yeah. and steering wheel, yeah. My dad was a gardener, and he had a rototiller with a side shaft, seven horsepower, Briggs and Stratton, so we took the engine off the rototiller <laughs> and cut a hole in the back seat of the Jeep, and we... Put it, a uh, pulley down in there and went and bought an axle from a go-kart and put some go-kart tires in the back. We left the solid metal wheels and tires on the front and no brakes at a throttle control off of a snowmobile. 10, 12. <laughs> and that's when I first figured out the Porsches don't work because the motor was behind you and you step on, you grab the throttle on the steering wheel and would just wheelie so you left off the gas. You couldn't steer until you came on the throttle and then it would come down and turn. You'd have metal wheels. Yeah, and it would just like shimmy and it would stop. It was terrifying, but it was really fun. Yeah, so, so that's, my, what I, that's what I expected. Yeah, so yeah, him and his friend Fran and me and then my, my dad came home and got unglued because we took his rototiller apart we didn't ask him we just stole the engine <laughs> was he know? kind so, of angry and also kind of proud yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's not real not real he's not real really mad about it no i wasn't real mad about <laughs> it he just he doesn't know i didn't ask him i could take his rototiller motor and he wanted me to put it back so it could garden <laughs> that is so funny i feel like you should write a book because it'd just be full of all of like Crazy stuff like that from totally. growing up, like Steve isms. Yeah, Steve -isms. yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that book about like from of Homer Hickam, October Sky or whatever. I don't know. You lost yeah. me. I'm sorry. Oh, he's like a jet propulsion engineer that grew up in North Carolina. Uh, Never mind. Whatever. Sorry. There's a movie about it. Sorry, but it'd be like that. But for uh, the guy who asked the question, clarified he wanted to know which twenty thousand BMW or under. He wants to buy a BMW for less than the price of a Fiesta ST. That's what he wants. Okay. I think he needs an E46 M3. That's what, exactly what I was going to say, E46 yep. M3. Coupe, not convertible. Coupe, not convertible. <laughs> stick, not SMG. Yeah. yeah, probably so in that particular gearbox. I like the double clutch better than the manual. The single I, clutch is no uh, doubt. Yeah. No. You, but you can convert that back, right? Never I, tried. I think you can. Yeah. I think people do it. 
Really? Yeah, I think you just have to take off the robot shit. But for twenty grand, do you want to like go back no. and do all that? No. Yeah, exactly. You can spend <laughs> more than the car is worth to make yeah. the conversion. Yeah. Sorry, I thank you for clarifying, John, and I hope we helped you By out. By the way, we, great car also has rod bearing problems. <laughs> I know Zach, who uh, Zach. was here. Uh, Zach's, Zach's got one. Um, I got a fix for that one too. By the way, <laughs> do you? Oh, that's a good one to know. How, I, I'm afraid to know what that costs. Those are inexpensive. Oh, really? Comparison, the complete uh, S54 engine rebuilt, 13000 Oh, that's not bad. I I was thinking maybe at some point I'd like to have an E30 with one of those engines in it, because I drove one once, and it was spectacular. Yeah. An E30 with a six-speed and an S54, and it was glorious. Yeah, if you move the driver's seat to the back and put the engine through the firewall, but otherwise you'd mess up the weight distribution. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that'd make a really cool car. Sounds sounds fucking doable. Let's do it. Let's put the driver's seat in the back. Can we have one of those steering columns? It's like nine feet long. You ever seen an old Trans Am car? Yep. That's it. Like that's that. exactly exactly that's like that. Exactly. It. That's why they did it. Yeah, and you have to cut a hole in the roof, and you get down. You go down through the top. No, you just get in from the front door and go around. And the then street. climb back. You maybe just get a sedan and get and weld the front door, and then just yeah. go in through the back door. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, let's see. Someone. Oh, he wants to do it to build an E nine project car. That's like a BMW three CS, and I want more power. Should I boost the M thirty or change engines? I was thinking maybe S54 or N54. What is your suggestion for an E9 project car? Boy, I don't have any experience with that old car, but uh, not for a long you time. You do on the uh, one BMW owns. Um, but that's already a four-valve engine. <laughs> I just rebuild it. Uh, you, you probably can't buy the cylinder heads to make it into an M49. I think I would put a late-model M6, M5 engine in it. Well, oh, like from the 80s car. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's kind of authentic like the race car was. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of a theme like I built a street car into a race car. It looked cool. Yeah. I think that's an acceptable BMW yeah. and in-family engine swap. Right. And then it put like a Motec on it or something. Oh, the old oh Motec? Fuel yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be a really cool car. Yeah. The the engine out of the M5, the first M5 or M6. That's an S30, yeah, our, our, S38, right? Yeah, S36 and then S3. I think I'd get the S38 out of the E34. I think it'd be a better engine. Oh, out of the oh yeah, the later uh, yeah, one. That'd be the one to do. There you go. That'd be a cool car. From God's lips to your ears, sir. Right. We used to stroke those <laughs> to 3.9 liters, and they make 410 horsepower natural that spread. That'd be awesome. a great street car, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's do that. Have him call me. Yeah. There you go. We need a patron and an E9 chassis immediately. That's gangster. Um... <laughs> So we're going to wrap this show up with uh, a little bit. Uh, Haggerty sponsors us. Good people cool. over at Haggerty. Yeah. Uh, they do insurance. They do media. They do all kind of stuff. And uh, they have a newsletter, which you can get at Haggerty.com slash newsletter. And uh, for the end of the show, I just want to talk to you real quick about something that's in this newsletter because it relates to your possible new business enterprise. Uh-oh. It's about the Toyota Supra. Toyota Supra. All right. And... This article is really about the history of the Supra and why Supras are special, but for our intents and purposes, Supras are special because of the uh, 2JZ engine and its ability to hold massive amounts of power. That's pretty much the deal with the Supra. Yeah. yeah. And the new Supra, which is coming back out, is being co-developed with BMW. It's also going to be the Z5. Z4, Z5, whatever they call it. Steering wheel like that. Same. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he's got the Trans Am steering wheel. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's, my old, that's my old world challenge car. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's perfect. A, that's the E34 BMW. So the question is, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Awesome. The question is, do you know anything about the new Supra BMW co-development project? I don't. None. Nothing. 
That, re- that bit really dive bombed. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. No, it's okay. I'm not went, up on the gossip. I went for it and I didn't get it. Um, the, I think that, you know, what made the old super great is it's a bit, it's a the strong, it's such a strong engine. Very robust. You can run just huge amounts of boost. Huge amounts. Really thick ass cylinder walls. Body of mine drag races when he's getting 2,500 horsepower out of it. <laughs> it's turbo. It's like, <laughs> looks like it comes off a Mack truck. It's like. <laughs> There's a guy, uh, what's his name? E Canoe? In, uh, in, is he Dubai oh, or Saudi? Or is it? I can't remember if he's in Dubai like, or Saudi. Ikanu Racing? Or, or Gazoo? Is it? No. Gazoo no, Gazoo is Toyota's yeah, yeah, in yeah, house thing. Oh, they're the ones with the GTR that, like, them and Giddy were going back and forth. Yeah, for a while, yeah, right? yeah. Super, super crazy huge horsepower. But, so, you know, it's coming back. And, okay. Actually, I have a tangent question about this. All right. Co developed cars, right? So, BMW and Toyota are working together to develop this car. Right. What's in it? For each of them, Rear in your suspension. mind, <laughs> suspension <laughs> geometry, cost savings. That it. So it's just, it seems like a weird. It's such a like a weird. I guess the Z4 is a cruiser. It's not like a real sports car, is it? Yeah. Is it's, it? It's it, it's a car to look cool driving around with your top down and your driving gloves on. But it's not really a serious sports car from a performance standpoint. Right. It's a that, really good looking car. It's a nice car, but it's not. You know, fast sports car. That's what the super version is supposed to look like in theory. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. So it's like a GT3 car, or a GTLM car. I've yeah. been seeing the I've been seeing the mule go around. The it. Z4 it's, mule. Yeah, it's all over. I mean, it goes goes you know into San. So they might make stuff. it into a serious sports car. You think? Impossible. It goes right. Pa- the the Z4 mule goes right by my house every day. It looks right? like it looks about the same size as the what is it? What it's, what's it actually going to be called? What's this the Supra? I think Supra. Just call, actually called Supra. Yeah, but it looks the same size it, as an '86. It looks it, small. It, yeah, it looks about the same thing. What I, what I I find interesting is that they're they're going to at least have some sort of single turbo, twin scroll turbo inline six, which is kind of cool. Like it's a, a little little homage to the Supra. It's that, a very BMW thing. The new BMW, the three forty engine is really good. The B fifty eight, yeah. B fifty eight is that what it is? That's a sweet little motor. Thing makes power. Yeah. But I you know like you have been driving a bunch of the Lotuses lately, right? Yeah. Toyota Power. Yeah. British engineering. Supercharged else. Camry engines right. are good. But actually. it works. Strangely enough. Does does this transfer over and not work when people start going in with to, to Toyota dealership with rod bearing issues? <laughs> What, what's what's that? What are you insinuating? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like uh, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think it's got to be it's got to be reliable. It's got to be a Toyota, right? Well, well, I guess we'll probably got a Cleveland bearing in the Toyota. Probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. You know, you know the little uh, S2000 Honda that you're talking about. Yeah. That's a Nigra. That's a Cleveland bearing. Oh, really? The Honda uses really. It. Yeah. I, wanna, I bet the Shelby 350 uses it to rev to 8250. Most of the American cars do. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the foreign cars do too. The Amelia Oldsmobile Quad Four Four Cylinder. That's <laughs> yeah. a Cleveland bearing. The Alero too. engine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the wait. The turboed one. Yeah. Oh. The four-cylinder one that they made the race engine of that made all the ridiculous horsepower and went 220 miles an hour with A.J. Foyt around an oval back in the days. Back in oh, the you're 80s. talking about an Indy car engine, right? No, Something? it's like a sports car engine. Four-cylinder Oldsmobile turbo. Really? Turbo, yeah. Oh, I don't... Not, oh, the so Aerotech. That yes, thing. The yes, old Aerotech. Yes, yes. I had the model version of that car. Yeah. Tim, get a... This car is ridiculous looking. Oldsmobile Aerotech. It's got like... It's like one of... It's like a streamliner thing. It's yeah, like almost yeah. like... Hey, I almost want to say Third Reichish, but it's definitely it's definitely GM peak '80s. That's a real yeah, car. That's a real car. Yeah, that what? shit is. Yeah, it's a real car. I think two fifty something, right? 
I, you I thought it was two twenty, right. but I, I don't I don't remember. It's been a long time. It's a cool looking car. Yeah, I mean, and it had two different tails. It had a short tail and a long yeah. tail. Did you get well. both when you ordered it? No, yeah. <laughs> they didn't sell them. Take it home and swap it out. They built one. That was real. Oh, then the top, no, that top right picture was the long tail. Was it? Well, I don't know. I, I'm stoked for the new Supra. I attempted. I, so I you're attempted a Toyota to do guy. Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I like <laughs> I like strong engines. Yeah, I do too. Have I ever owned a Toyota? I, too. I own a Lexus, but I don't think I've ever owned a Toyota. Cool, I'm annoyed with my Lexus. It's broken. Again, Again. who has it now? Aaron Gold. <laughs> but the uh, balancer, the balancer was like coming apart, and it was going to completely eat the engine. And, and, and inline six. No, one UZ V8. It's an oh. LS 400 and has 976,000 miles on it. Well, that would do it. Yeah. It's needed well, some maintenance. Well, <laughs> Original motor, though. Fist, it's got that many miles on it broke? No, I'm not pissed. No, I, think you, I, think you got another, good, I think you got good value out of that. As well. Another fucking thing. Where, where, where do you stand right now on like the interest in actually still getting it there? Is it I mean, slowly dying? Dude, the, the, finish line so is close. In, the finish line so is in close. sight. I bought sure. this car, Steve, with 897,000 miles on it. Wow. And the idea is like, oh my god, it's like nine tenths of the way, almost to a million. Right. And I wanted to get it there, and I'm at nine seventy six now. Bought the car for like twelve hundred bucks. It's cost me, I don't know, maybe ten or twelve thousand dollars in maintenance over the last three <laughs> years right? to get it here. And I don't drive it. I loan it out to people, and they drive it. So like, I don't even really fucking see it. I don't yeah. even really care. Yeah, I had it for. Like I, two I just weeks. write checks. I just write checks on people drive the cars. It's the stupidest thing in the world. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you need I, Clevite rod bearings. Eric <laughs> Gold was like, "This thing's maybe about some to come SCP apart. and some wood shavings in the bottom." I mean, part of me was just like, "Let it come apart," but like, I can't give up. No. I, I'm so I, committed. Well, you got to be able to milk it over the end, I mean, don't you think? I mean, twenty-five thousand miles. The balancer would, <laughs> would yeah. turn to paper. Anybody got a, like a free dyno for like two months? We should call or it the, we is it ATS that makes the liquid? Uh, oh, the damper. Yeah, you should yeah. call them. See if they'll volunteer one for you. <laughs> your project for the show, and you can give them a plug. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, hard. it's just it just makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> I tried to do a thing with the super thing. I don't know if it worked or not, but uh, there's there's fun articles about classic cars, about the classic car market, investing in cars, buying and selling cars at Haggerty.com slash newsletter. Check it out. We'll end it with one more question, and then we're going to close the super chat and get out of here for the day. Steve Dynan, Jansen Murray wants to know, and I want to know, what is your dream Frankenstein BMW? Meaning, what's the best looking BMW? What is the best engine that would go in it? And what car's chassis would underpine it? That's a word. <laughs> hmm. I get this question a lot. What's my favorite BMW? But com- no, I need you to combine. 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 BMW. We have engine, we have chassis, and we have body. And you have to pick your favorite of each and combine them into one car. Well, my favorite engine of all time is the V10 and the, the 60 M5. The BMW V10. Yeah. Really? That's a great engine. We stroke on board to six liters. It's. 760 horsepower natural aspirate I got out of that engine and it's got torque and throttle response great engine do you have to make it crazy loud to get that much horsepower no. that's it huh no how much for that engine what does that engine cost yeah <laughs> 40k I think for a 6 liter V10 that makes yeah. 770 horsepower yeah. that's a value yeah and then I probably yeah that's a value what can you put that in I like I like, a, I like a double clutch gearbox behind it instead of the original you do. I do like the double clutch gearbox, not the original one, but the, the newer one. Like the oh, not the single clutch, a double, a double clutch. I'd put a double clutch behind it. 
Is that possible, or that's just, we're in hypothetical well, land? Are we CSMG did it again. I just said, no, but, you, okay. but I'm just I curious. That, I thought that we were making us Frankenstein No, here. no, we are. We are. You said it so confidently that I thought it might have been possible. Well, anything's possible. Okay. <laughs> that's how true. much money I have. Touche, sir. Body. Okay. Boy, body. Let's V10 see. car with a dual-clutch gearbox. Gearbox. Looking good so far. Yeah, body, body. Boy. It's going gonna, gonna to be like a Isetta. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds crazy, but I think an M4. M4, a lot, small yeah. car with a big V10, motor. and yeah, I could see the appeal of an Driving M4 from with the a V10 seat and with the engine. <laughs> the long ass steering like column. Funny, so the a funny car M4. <laughs> long ass steering column. Yeah, that's well, a good you, combo. You told, me, you told me to go crazy, so that's no, that's not even that crazy. That's fairly reasonable. He's like, yeah. so you know, a Daytona prototype. Just put an M4 body on that. Yeah, that too. And like the motor, that. and then you're good. We yeah. did one of those, by the way. I'm sorry? Bill Riley made a track day car of a DP car with extra downforce, and he wanted a special engine, so we made him a 760-horsepower natural aspirated V10. Wow. With in pedal a DP car? And a, D, and a Riley DP car. Wow. You can find it online. They have a picture of the engine running on the dyno. What? That's the, crazy. The, the exhaust manifold glows Great. purple. Yeah. That's really cool. That's, that is yeah, really cool. That's ridiculous. Who wanted that? Some guy was a racing nut from the East Coast, and he rented a ride in a Formula One car to warm up for it or something. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a track day car for a rich guy. I don't even remember his name. He sounds like something Scott Tucker would Formula do. One car. Yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't oh Scott God. Tucker. <laughs> you know, I mean, just the, the people that would be attracted to you, the people you must draw out of the woodwork. It's like just people with no limits. Yeah, there's some of those. There are a few, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a, no limit to what someone might fucking buy. So crazy. I wanted to end on that because that's a very good one, except <laughs> someone made a very generous donation and we'll end on this instead, and then I really am closing this. Uh, what oils do you prefer in sports cars? Someone asked about a, the brand Liquamali, but uh, what, brand, what brand oil do you like to use in your cars? Joe Gibbs Racing Oil. Is that proprietary? No, Joe Gibbs sells it for NASCAR teams. Really? Yeah, off can, the shelf, great stuff. Anyone can buy it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joe Gibbs Racing Oil. Yeah, really good. We use it in all the race engines, oh, super really? durable. You reckon, like, should I go get some for my cars, too? Yeah, we oh. have, I've only run it in race engines. I never ran it in streetcar engines. So you don't. <laughs> does it, does it, does, will a streetcar engine create enough heat and well, stuff to make it put more work? detergents in, in streetcar engines to keep them clean, and a racing engine oil might not be good. I'd have to check. But True. it's really, really good oil from both the durability, and it actually makes more power huh. than other oil. And I know that sounds really weird. Fair. But, but, but it has such good high-pressure... Uh, I think they use metals. I'm not a I'm not a chemist in the in the oil, to very finely ground up metal to make it a high pressure concentrate, yeah. and they run zero twenty oil. So on our prototype engine, <laughs> we used to run zero twenty oil, and over a five W thirty, it was worth three horsepower. Okay, you know little so, uh, bits. Yeah, little. That's part of the little bits. We, we, three yeah. horsepower could make a difference. Yeah, at Daytona, six horsepower is one mile an hour at Daytona when you're going two hundred miles an hour. Oh, really? That's what it is. Yeah, we measured it really? multiple times. Oh, my God, you bring the best nerdy shit. Six <laughs> horsepower is one mile an hour when, in a DP car. When you're going 200 miles an hour in a prototype car around Daytona, <sighs> it's worth one mile an hour. Have you done that math in like the M6 or one of the GT cars also? I never have, but but when we go back to Daytona every year when we were racing in the series for 10 years, we th our goal was to make one horsepower per month for the year. We spent $25,000 a month to make one horsepower a month. <laughs> and, and the goal was to you come back. You spent 25000 a month making one horsepower per month for 10 years that's because so the rules are so tightly controlled you it's come all these little teeny increments i was talking what about. did your driver weigh because uh, so, so our, our goal was to come back at the next year with 12 more horsepower than the year before which was two miles an hour at top speed which enabled us to win the race 
This is how these people think. It's this little tiny increments. Yep. It's so unsexy, but it's so <laughs> fucking cool. Sorry about that. No, no, no. Like I went to the Michelin, you know, PS4S launch, and they go, "This tire is a one percent improvement over the PSS, yeah. which is like a staggering number, you know, yeah. for a tire." And people are like, "Wah wah," you know, and they have to dress it up with like these chefs and all this crazy yeah. shit. When it's like, no, you don't understand. Like we would have won on this tire. Like you'd we all yeah. the races that we lost, we would have won. Right. <laughs> no, in thirteen, when Ganassi went one two in prototype racing, they had found two miles an hour in aero drag and we found two miles an hour with 12 horsepower and we they left the aero parts off the car and we left the engine parts off the engine through all the practices and qualifying <laughs> and then we put them on for the race and just crushed them that's awesome. i mean it was just it's awesome and then and then the sanctuary took the whole car back to nascar tech center and took it all the way down the frame for like a week wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it passed tech. It passed? it passed yeah that was not illegal it just was a surprise it was just creative yeah oh, that's funny sandbagging not illegal no no did you still qualify well I think we qualified third or something oh, like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But for it's a twenty-four hour race, race, who cares? Shit. Yeah, you yeah. Qualify last. And you got qualify the... on the lead lap. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. The um. Uh, oh, where the fuck? Oh, I was going to say with your new with your new company, uh, Carbon, uh, which is uh, pull that one up, Tim. Carbon Auto Works. Um, are you? I think you should do that same math for uh, like standing half mile and mile for these people's street cars. It's so? like, yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a like, huge market. Yeah, like in your GT2 RS all wheel drive thing, you know, ten, 10 horsepower is worth you know a half a mile an hour and right. a mile or whatever. I mean, street cars have less drag because they don't have the downforce and the wings and stuff, so it'd probably be more. Probably, yeah. But I mean, whatever the math is, I think yeah. that would be an right. interesting cool. thing to add. Thank you for coming, Steve. Sure. Are you flying home now? Is that no. what you're doing? Well, tonight, nine something. Thanks for coming down. Yeah. Flying oh, on someone else's schedule. Oh, yeah. I saw That's, my plane. Yeah. yeah, not your plane anymore. Yeah, it sucks. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're going to get you a new plane. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you a new plane. Someone who wants to put a V10 stroker <laughs> can in, in an E30 convertible <laughs> call Steve. I can take more than that. Daddy needs an airplane. <laughs> or So, like... This crazy, the crazy stuff you've built in the past, like you could build again if someone wanted, right? Yeah, absolutely. Someone could call you and say, "I have yeah. a fucking Z8 Alpina. I would like a DP engine, and that could be possible." Sure. I love the thing. Nothing's ever really out of production. <laughs> you can get a Chizeta. not from my perspective. Nothing's ever <laughs> no, no, no. Daddy needs an airplane. If there's a piece of metal <laughs> and there's money, you can make it for sure. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, man. Right. I, I great, uh, great success with your new venture. Yeah, I love your uh, show, by the way. Thank you. It's really great. I'm I'm happy with your success. Oh, thanks, man. You got to when we when you set up your Southern California location in my building up the road when All it's right. done. You got a deal. And uh, is Corey going to facilitate the driving of the cars? This is going to happen. Yes. I'm going to come to you. This will be super easy. All you right. have to ship the cars down That's here. True. He's, I'll test them up there. So he's in San Jose and Mountain View. Dude, I'll, so. t I'll pick him up in Mountain View. I'm about this. Deal. Easy. We'll go right. to Alice's restaurant. We'll have a sandwich. We'll fucking right. mob. It'll cool. be great. Thank you. Steve Dynan, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I got links in the description. Thanks for joining us live. Ooh, good live good live duration. Thank you for your super chat comments. Austin Cabot, Speed Ventures, if you're in Southern California, or where else do you go? Coda? Everywhere. Yeah, we go to Coda. We go to Thunder Hill. Or sorry, not Thunder Hill. Sonoma. 
uh, and Laguna Seca as well. So, cool. and all the SoCal tracks. If you want to do a track day on the West Coast, we Austin made us a code. TST18 gets you $40 off a track day with Speed Ventures. And uh, am I doing any of the next? No, the, those are not lined Road up Atlanta. The next one. Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta uh, for Grid Life. Oh, uh, Grid Life Road Atlanta is a Speed Ventures track day. Is No, it's not. It's not. Two separate companies. Fuck me. Yeah. It's all right. This promo is falling right. apart. <laughs> <laughs> I just do too much driving Road Atlanta. Yes, cool it is track. spectacular. Yeah. We Old, did it Type R and Old one was better before they changed it. But what did they change? They didn't used to be the chicane. There used to be a dip at the end of the back straightaway. That's why turn 11 oh. is up under the bridge, because it used to be a legit turn. Oh. oh. In the old days, my GT car would do 180 at the bottom of the dip, and it would be 170 at the top of the dip, and it would smoke the tires and top gear all the way down the hill, and then <laughs> press, and it was like... It no, was, thanks. It was cool. No, I'll take the chicane. Thank you. Yeah. I'm good on that chicane. Did it in the rain once, too. Oh. No. No, no. That's no, okay. Wicked fun. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> good on that. Thanks, buddy. Uh, code TST18, if you want to do a track day with Speed Ventures. Thanks, Austin. And an upcoming uh, video that he hooked me up with, uh, Supercharged Lamborghini and Auto Club. Very, 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 very fast. Very fast. Very, 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 very fast. <laughs> I just walk by about six cars on the, the banking. It's very, very funny. The car makes good power. Uh, thanks, Steve. Thank you all for watching live. Thank you for listening at home. Corey Burns, Con Media Vice President. Uh, I, He's got a button-down <laughs> shirt. Every time, every time you call now, it's like, hi, is this Mr. Vice President? I, every time I call him, like, can I speak to the Vice President of Accounts, he, he's please? He's the real deal, though. Of course. He's the Ari Gold of automotive media. Yeah. He gets shit done. He's going to go motorcycle riding with me in a couple weeks. I'm not sure that's a good thing or not. But who's crazier? You or you? you. Oh, Steve's way, Steve's way <laughs> crazier. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, Are I, you S1000 double R? I have one of those what? and an Aprilia RSV4 and a bunch. He of has all the guns. things I want. Yeah. Psycho. <laughs> Steve Dynan, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Have a good night. I will see you uh, soon. Bye.